Hey, hey, kids, you're listening to a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons podcast. One way or another, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna get you, get you, get you, get you one way or another. I'm gonna get you, get you, get you, get you one way or another. I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna meet you, meet you, meet you, meet you one way. Maybe next week, I'm gonna meet you. That's right. It's the Simpsons podcast that discusses the beloved animated sitcom, The Simpsons. But we don't start from the beginning. No, we say, hey, seasons one through 10, you get talked about enough in the podcast community. Hey, 11 and beyond. And 11 beyond's like, what's up? We're going to talk about you. And 11 beyond's like, cool. And so that's what we do, but not in order. We like to mix it up. It's fun that way, guys. You know, come on, get with it here. Because I'm clearly with it. Yeah. Me being a, an annoyed grunt boy, Craig, but I have another annoyed grunt boy. His name is Steve. Steve, it was fun. Yeah. Not having to wear a mask for about, what, three weeks? Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, remember those days? Now we're back to masks. Yep, because 25% of the people can't do that one free thing (laughs) that would just fix everything. All right, well, let's not talk uh, politics. We're not a political podcast, which no, it yeah. should that shouldn't be a political thing to say because it's a medical thing. But but four hundred thousand people in Chicago had to go see Limp Bizkit so badly. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say how how was the concert? Oh, it was great. Oh, nice. <laughs> they did break stuff. They did uh, uh, Rolling. They did uh, Steve. You Nookie. can just you can just say anything because I yeah the only song I think you know is the Nookie, right? Yeah, they did that cover, the Who cover um, uh, about Nookie. Batman. Um, I think that's Prince. Oh yeah. The bad dance. Yeah. Well, if they were doing the bad dance or singing Prince, then I'd probably be um, concerned because it wouldn't be that good. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> All right. You know what's not good, Steve? What's that? Um, a dry mouth. Oh, that's a good point. Nobody wants a dry mouth. No, Steve, I think we just need to get into it because I feel like we're going to be talking a long time about this episode we're going to be discussing. So I think before we talk about it, let's uh, talk about our favorite uh, thing. That's right. It's uh, time for our favorite segment, The Simpsons Beer Corner. <laughs> Craig, today's episode features uh, donkeys. And what is a donkey if not a little beast? So from Little Beast Brewing uh, right here in Portland, Oregon, I have a wood chopper, a wheat beer uh, with uh, coriander, orange peel, and lime peel. And they describe it as a highly quaffable wit beer with a wheat malt base and subtle hints of coriander, bitter orange peel, and lime. It comes in at an easy drinking uh, 4.5%. The can, I would say, is fairly kid-friendly, kind of a retro 50 style drawing of a couple lumberjacks and a lot of wood. And uh, so, yeah, it's a wheat beer, kind of like a Hefeweizen. Yeah. Easy drinking. And I'm going to pour it into a thing. It's called a glass. Yes, a glass. So it's got a, you know, pretty light color for a beer, but it's, you know, beer colored. (laughs) I love beer color. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. That's real nice. Nice. It's got a, the the coriander really comes through. It's got a really nice Germanic flavor, uh, kind of that European funk that you get with uh, some German beers that made here in town. Uh, Yeah. And with it being so low, you could have several of these and feel good about yourself. It'd be good with a slice of orange, I think. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Wood Chopper from Little Beast Brewing. I recommend it. What do you got for us, Craig? Well, this does have to deal with Bart uh, mooning the good old stars and stripes there. The old red, white, and blue. So I'm going to talk about uh, that red part, but I'm not having a red. (laughs) Okay. This is about America, right? So what better way than to uh, go to Belgium and stuff? Okay. Let America figure this out. So I'm going all the way to Belgium. 
I picked this up and I'm I don't know if I'm gonna like this because I've never had it. That's why I'm doing this right now. This is, you may know I'm not really into sours or a lot of like fruit-based beers. Mm-hmm. So this one is definitely, you know, we're in the summertime getting winding down. There's nothing like a fresh uh, fruit, right? Oh, yeah. What's one of your favorite uh, red fruits to eat on a summer day? Uh, maybe a cherry? Maybe a cherry, maybe something a little bit uh, with more vitamin C. And you say it's red. Yeah. Oh, not an orange. No, something you like to, uh, uh, the leaves are poisonous. Um, strawberry, Steve. I'll just say oh, strawberry. Strawberry, okay. So oh, yeah, because it has more vitamin C than an orange. Yeah. That's right. That's fun trivia. It's a beer called, I don't know if I'm saying it right, Fruli, F-R-U-L-I, Fruli, uh, strawberry. it's a strawberry beer. Ooh. It's a Belgian wheat beer with spices like coriander, orange peel, and other natural flavors. It's well, uh, imported from Belgium, and I guess it's been a, um, based on their website here, uh, it says they've been, uh, it's a 300 year old brewery called Huili. Wow. Um, it, it's just, uh, I guess it's a Belgian thing. All right. God, get off my back. Right. Sorry. Let's just find out. I think what I'm thinking in my head before I know it's a beer, but what I'm thinking in my head is more like a, um, like just strawberry soda. Cause that's, you know, that's what I yeah. think. Like it would be like, um, yeah, well definitely it smells like strawberries and it is red. Mm-hmm. Well, you're sipping. I want to say that you really kind of threw me for a loop because when you're talking about America, and red. I really thought you were just going to be lazy and grab a Budweiser. <laughs> I was almost going to. <laughs> okay, this is really good. Yeah. Have you had this before? I have not, but it sounds really good. I love Belgians, Belgians, and uh, yeah, this strawberry that just sounds amazing. This is like one of the most refreshing. Uh, oh, but it has a. It's it's light. It's only got four point one percent alcohol by volume, but like it, you could taste the actual strawberries. But this is a. Uh, it tastes like a, a like an actual like you know what the, the the flavor of like a strawberry soda where it's almost too soda-y sometimes. Mm-hmm. This reads like there's actual strawberries like you you made strawberry syrup and I guess fermented it, but there's not really a hint of alcohol. Like if you gave this to a kid, a kid would think this was juice. <laughs> don't give it to kids unless no. you're in Belgium. I don't know what their alcohol laws are. It's probably a little bit more liberal than here, but uh, yeah, that sounds like an amazing beer. Like it doesn't have like those gross, like smearing off ice type of flavors. Right. That kind of, kind of artificial. Yeah. This you can, like, you know, when you bite into a strawberry and you get that kind of seed crunch flavor, you kind of Ooh, get yeah. that kind of is in here. But yeah, I, Fruly. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, F-R-U-L-I dot B-E, their website. Hmm. Maybe you can find a Fruly beer near you. Yes. That's a really good sounding beer. I really want to try that now. Yep. All right, oh. Craig. Um, so why don't we hop into our way back machine all the way back to 2004 specifically may 16th uh craig what was the number one movie in the box office number one box office was uh troy i have nothing witty i remember that from such films as troy <laughs> it was the troy mcclure story right yeah i wish i know that'd be fun i'd like to watch that that was with what uh brad pitt i think maybe or colin farrell wasn't it? was it brad pitt i think it was it was during that time like when people saw the movie 300 and be like oh well, let's just do that again oh no no you know what it was it wasn't it wasn't 300 it was um they were trying to be uh, like um spartacus or what was that movie with russell crowe oh uh, right arena man <laughs> it won the best picture i can't think of it i'm pretty sure it was originally called uh, arena man gladiator that was it yeah. It would have done better as Arena Man. Well, you know, maybe it's, that's the sequel title. I don't know. I know. And it's disappointing because if you le- read the description of Troy, it's written by Homer. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a bait and switch. Like, if you found out there was a movie called Troy written by Homer, you're like, yay, I'm a Simpsons fan. This is going to be great. 
Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, hunks, just hunks in leather. Yeah. Well, Steve, uh, let's stop talking about Troy because we're done watching it. So let's listen to what the number one song was. What was that? All right. Well, Craig, the kids were all laughing to the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100. And that was Yeah by Usher featuring Lil John and Ludacris. Yep, that's it. Y'all know the song, and if we play anymore, uh, we'll be arrested. I really think that I know that song only from the intro. Just well, the I can, play, I can play more, Steve. You don't need to. I don't. Next thing I do, No, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the whole song is just intro. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. Da, 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 yeah. Awesome. And probably... awesome. Sorry, that was like the end. <laughs> yeah, it's just all. You're right. The do, 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 do is an intro, but it just goes throughout the entire song. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, uh, let's make this fast because we got some uh, we got some talking to do, Steve. Oh, yeah. So what we're talking about today is season 15, episode 21, the Bart Mangled Banner, in which an accidental photo showing Bart booting the American flag makes the Simpsons the most hated family in town. Well, Homer, Marge, Bart, Lisa, and little Margaret there, we don't hate you. We still love you. Yeah, we love you. And you know what I'd love to do, Steve? What's that? I'd love to take a break. Sounds good. We'll be right back. back today we're talking about bart mangled banner the 21st episode of the 15th season it originally aired on may 16th 2004 it is episode 334 in the show's run your nerd code is fab f17 it was written by john frank directed by stephen dean moore and your showrunner is al Jean. all right john frank what can we say <laughs> that we haven't said about john frank born in whitesboro new york i don't think we ever said that there we go what was the last episode we just did with him? It was a couple of episodes ago, right? Yeah. Let's see here. Let's look down the list again for all, all those. Right. Maybe this is our first time listening. We've already done, uh, I'm going backwards. We've done Simprovise. We've done Love is the N2O2ARCO2NEHECH4. <laughs> We've done Politically Inept with Homer Simpson, right? Yeah, that's the uh, the Ted Nugent episode. Yeah, we've done The Bob Next Door. Mm-hmm. We've uh, done... Lost Horizon was our most recent. That was uh, the one, yeah. On Frank episode. Uh, all about Bye Bye Lisa. Nerdy. All about Lisa. Bye Bye Nerdy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Not many people know this, but uh, I think we stated in the last episode, Lost Horizon, his parents are from our timeline, and uh, they went to the future, and uh, they really love the character of Professor Frank, so they went back in time to have uh, John Frank as a child, and he grew up to, to be named after Frank. So it's a weird paradox thing. It is, but it's cool that it happens. I mean, it'll kill us all eventually, but yeah. for now, we can just yeah. enjoy some fun Simpsons episodes. <laughs> this is for our, our list our listeners who watch uh, the TV show Loki. Um, John Frank is actually a variant. So only our uh, people that watch Loki will know that, Steve. You won't, you don't understand that reference. I do not. Uh, but Hope and Glory and uh, what was the other one I thought was uh, uh, like Pride and Justice? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pride and Joy. <laughs> <laughs> pride and Justice. That's stupid. It's Pride and Joy. Okay. So Pride and Justice is, here's my pitch for the TV show, Pride and Justice. Yeah. It's about a cop who uh, comes out. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, because it's pride and justice. Right. So somebody comes out and the other one becomes a lawyer. A judge. Yeah. Oh, wait, better yet. A, a lion <laughs> passes the bar. It becomes a, a lawyer. Lion lawyer. <laughs> the DreamWorks uh, animated sitcom. 
sure it's a Disney Plus show. Why not? Ah, I can just see like zebras being led to the 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 span because they're under arrest because they're wearing stripes. They're stripes right so like our giraffes like i don't know the bailiffs yeah they're like tall or maybe elf well no because like a lion so like is the lion a judge and a lioness is the lawyer am i genderfying the judge and lawyer in a way no i mean i i could see an elephant as a judge for sure Okay, an elephant. All right. And the lions um, and lionesses are the uh, lawyers. The lionesses. <laughs> yeah, lioness. Wait, who's the, uh, what are the hyenas? They're the, they're the uh, jury. No, not the jury. The... Yeah, I'm just trying to think because I wonder if there's like, uh, you know how groups of animals have funny names? Yeah. I wonder if there's like a court of something. No, I just want to make sure because we're both of the same mind. Are you just envisioning the set from Night Court, but with animals now? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, who's Mac? Uh, uh Charles Robinson, R.I.P. Yes. See, here's the problem with me. I'm I'm picturing the 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 set of Night Court, but with the cast of The Lion King. <laughs> like, there's a, a Mufasa is the judge, right? And then like Timon and Pumbaa. Are... Wait, who would be? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> John Frank. Uh, he wrote this episode. Hey, real quick, yeah. if you guys could think of the Night Court Lion King analogy, just uh, email us at one three eight at gmail.com with the subject Night Court slash Lion King. Yeah, Night Court slash Lion King. We'd yeah. love to hear from you. Yeah. So a little bit about the episode's title, uh, Bart Bangled Banner. Uh, it's obviously a take on the USA's national anthem, the Star Bangled Banner. But also Bart used the term Bart Mangled Banner in the season 14 episode, Bart and Lisa versus the third grade, when they went on the field trip and had to redesign a new flag. And uh, Bart or Lisa made the flag that said two fraternal loves and Bart changed it, learned to fart. And we discussed this on our 120th episode. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, uh, a group of owls is called a parliament of owls. So we could oh, wow. move this to the UK. <laughs> There'll be the uh, spinoff. Yeah. You know how they did uh, They did uh, the uh, Law and Order. Yeah, UK. England or UK, but it was only obviously in the UK. I just remember, I, I, yeah, I just remember I wanted to watch that because uh, Apollo from uh, Battlestar Galactica was on that. <laughs> Not Apollo Creed. <laughs> would have been better. But I never watched any Law and Order. I, I, don't, I don't really like procedurals that much. Yeah, I've seen a fair share of, I think, the OG Law and Order, and it's, uh, it's fine, but it's... Uh, kind of the same thing all the time and it's fun to a point but i just get kind of bummed out because it's always just like ah they're dead and yeah. we're gonna be grumpy about it and like it's always like oh it's the celebrity guest appearance that you meet in the second act <laughs> exactly because they want that juicy role <laughs> yeah <laughs> although it's weird because i love like star trek the next generation and that's all a procedural show even they, they even have like courtroom episodes and those are some of my favorites so I yeah maybe they need phasers that, and aliens i think yeah i think it's kind of like the thing about star trek or even like monk is there's like a like a fun bigger world that's not just you know hard crime like there's with star trek you get the moral and the fantasy and then you know even with monk you'd get like some jokes and it was more enjoyable yeah i can't watch the i mean i just don't like the i the subject of like what, what's the special victims isn't that like oh, the yeah. one where everyone's like dies from sexual assault or something right and it's weird because i've noticed and this sounds sexist but women really love that show in particular it is sexist but women love crime and they and love- i I've actually, it's kind of sad because I've talked to Laura about this very subject. Uh, Laura's his wife. Thank you. And um, I mean, to her for being so <laughs> stupid. Uh, I think that because they think about being victims so often, mm. it's compelling to them, which is because that's what their reality is like. That's, yeah, yeah. I guess which I can't is... speak for women because I'm not one. But anyway, let's go on to the funny <laughs> cartoon. Jeez. This is, guys, this is going to be a very... Uh... <sighs> 
a political episode? Yeah, I think so. This will be a, an interesting one, I think. I think we should be a political podcast now. We are a political podcast now. <laughs> but we'll try to keep it uh, light. Yeah. With some dick and fart jokes. Dick and fart, yes. Yeah, which is what I call the Republicans and Democrats, dick and farts. Huh. Yeah. I'll let you decide which is which. Well, one's full of hot air and the other one's full of pee pee and semen. I'll let you decide. <laughs> uh, Steve, do we have a couch gag? We've got two. Um, I don't understand this, Steve. Uh, explain. Well, originally on the first airing on Fox, we got the couch gag known as Powers of Ten, which is one that hey, I feel like we must have done. But it's to me one of the more iconic uh, long couch gags where it pans out from the Simpsons house to Springfield to Earth to the universe to multi-universes to bigger and bigger. Right. And then it pans back in and it eventually turns into Homer's head. Right. And, and that's like, or whatever. Right. Exactly. So that's that was the original one. But in reruns on FXX airings and even on Disney Plus, that one is replaced by this gag where the couch is not the couch, but it's a giant microwave and a mysterious giant hand uh, puts a tray inside and presses a button and the Simpsons rise from that tray in the microwave and it buildings once they're full to full size. So it's a quick and easy one. All right. So when I saw that note, I, w- I don't know where you got your information from, but uh, I decided to go to the uh, source of uh, The Simpsons, which, of course, is uh, the good old fashioned DVD. Oh, and I popped in the old DVD mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. the microwave. Oh, so where'd, well. you get your, where'd you get your information, Steve? We want to know. Well, I get it. or I got it uh, from the uh, Simpsons.fandom.com. Is that the Simpsons wiki? It is. And it's usually the most reliable of the various wikis that there are for The Simpsons because there are multiple ones. But if they let me down. I guess we'd have to go back in time and to watch it on May 16, 2004. So, Steve, if we ever get a time machine, the first thing and only thing we need to absolutely do with this time machine is go back to May 16, 2004 and watch it live just to confirm this. Yes. So get in your time machine and check it out. Yeah. There's nothing else you can use with the time machine except for this. Right. This, you Then you can burn your time machine up. It's a one nope. trip. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just get on with the episode. How about that? All right. So it begins with the Simpsons, like they always do. Every episode, it starts with them driving in their car. Of course. Yeah. And the kids, of course, are in the back seat. It'd be weird if Homer and Marge were in the back seat and <laughs> they were in the front. But no, it's the kids. And they're enjoying some ice creams. Mm. You know, Bart there and Lisa got two scoops. Maggie's only got one. I mean, she's a baby, right? She doesn't need two scoops. I think it's impressive that she got a grown cone. I know. I mean, it's a baby. She just had like a little cup with like like a dollop of Yeah. Just put cream. some, uh, dip some ice cream on her pest. Right, right. Um, anyway, so their mom played by Marge, is asking mm-hmm. if they enjoy the uh, frozen treats. And then she asks who's ready for a kitten. <laughs> and then Bart, Lisa, and Maggie all react positively to that uh, re- request. Uh, Lisa wanting a calico. And then Homer grabs into a bag and tosses out three kittens. <laughs> all meow. And Lisa cuddles with her new furry friend. But uh, but then she grows a little suspicious. Hmm. This whole morning has been wonderful. Too wonderful. You're right. This is it. They're selling us to be crash test dummies. Oh, please let it be Volvo. Oh, you children are too suspicious. It's go time. <laughs> it's shot day! <laughs> Welcome to hell, Men Avenue Medical Plaza. <laughs> Someone should just take, like, the opening like 30 seconds of a Simpsons episodes and just put them all together. Cause Simpsons always just does openings so well. That's a very good point. Yeah. 
the kittens was just great. Even the sound quality of them yelling when they were thrown behind Omen's back. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Really well done. The kids have happy, or the kids, the kittens are all happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than uh, Hibbert's line of a uh, welcome to hell. Men's. <laughs> Bart thinking that they're being sold for crash to be test. crash test enemies. And then Lisa says, uh, please don't let it be Volvo or please let it be Volvo. Please let it be Volvo because okay. Volvos are historically very safe. Right, cars. right. Because I, I swear I heard her say, say don't. I'm like, wait, what happened to Volvo? But thank you for uh, having better ears than I do. Hmm. Would be bad if something uh, happened to them. Huh? Oh, oh, I <laughs> see what you did. Oh, wait, no, I set that up. Oh, good for me. <laughs> good job. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the kids tremble fearfully in Dr. Hibbert's office, worried about getting their shot. But you shouldn't be worried if you haven't got your shot. It's easy and quick. Uh, yeah, just get the shot. Uh, so as a good doctor, not that one, praises America's uh, praises America for treating childhood diseases. He is then slapped by a skeleton's hand. We then see that it is uh, Bart controlling the skeleton, placing it in that classic crane pose and shouting karate. He then slaps, punches, and kicks the laughing medical professional until Marge puts a stop to the madness. That hobo skeleton is not a toy. This is ridiculous. Only babies and ex-junkies are afraid of needles. Stick me, chuckles. <laughs> Can I have a lollipop? Well, that just leaves Bart. Don't forget Maggie. Oh, I got her when your heads were turned. Got her good. Now, Bart, just look out the window. It'll take your mind off the pain. Marge saying hobo skeleton made me laugh very hard. Because it makes me think that that's how they get the skeletons in doctor's offices. Like the real skeletons of hobos. They're not actual uh, just plastic skeletons? No, I think that what they're implying is that they find the bodies of uh, hobos, probably around train <laughs> yards, uh, around campfires, near o- open cans of beans. And they skin them, <laughs> skin them, and then they put them in the uh, doctor's office. There's a, this uh, internet Twitter joke someone wrote i don't know if this is real or not but they said uh people for halloween stop buying plastic skeletons it's bad for the environment just go to your local uh cemetery and get locally sourced skeletons <laughs> maybe you're right yeah, yeah. <laughs> hobo skeleton <laughs> hibbert's hibbert's pretty good so far i mean he's killing it here yeah i think so it's a lot of fun yeah I do have a blunder, however. Uh-oh. Uh, so Lisa cries after getting her shot from Dr. Hibbert um, and asks for a lollipop. But in the season four episode, Camp Krusty, she asks for a bunch of shots and accuses Dr. Hibbert of being patronizing when he does offer her a lollipop. Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. So uh, we leave off with uh, Bart uh, about to get the shots, right? Uh, Hibbert tells him to look out the window. So he does look out that window. What does he see? <gasps> Why, it's everyone's favorite cemetery. The children's cemetery. Yay! <laughs> it's really funny that there's a Springfield children's cemetery. And it's right next to the hospital. <laughs> the hospital. Now, just uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's no such thing as children's c- cemeteries, right? I mean, I don't know. They make kid everything now. So <laughs> Is it just like a bunch of dead kids in a ball pit? Yeah. So uh, Dr. Hibbert tries to bribe Bart there with some more lollies, but Bart has uh, already managed to help himself to a handful of the candies. Uh, Hibbert tries to repeatedly uh, poke at Bart with uh, his needle, Mm -hmm. but he's able to duck and avoid that shot. Bart uh, then hops out the window with a little witty quip there saying, see you later, inoculator, uh, before hopping into a car and driving off. Hibbert there uh, vows to get him to saying that uh, no one can escape the needle. No one can escape the needle. No. Uh, and then he dons like a bandolier full of needles 
and uh, cancels all of his appointments, even as Hans Molman is at the desk worriedly uh, saying that uh, he needs a kidney now. I think that there was another episode in season seven or eight where uh, Hans Molman is about to go under surgery and Dr. Hibbert just leaves him. So, yeah. So as Blondie's one way or another plays, we see a, um, a montage of Dr. Hibbert attempting to pin down Bart and prick him real good. At school, he uh, pops out of Bart's locker, but Bart throws uh, Nelson to the locker, causing the bully to receive the vaccines that he, he probably needs. You think? Yeah, I mean, I'd, maybe Nelson needs some shots. Like, his home life is a little erratic, so maybe um, good, good for him. All right, well, let's go uh, to a, a montage. Steve, Steve, Steve. Okay, okay. So we get this homage to, like, North by Northwest. Now Bart's running through a cornfield as Dr. Hibbert throws needles like darts uh, to hit, hit him. Uh, and then once again, Bart evades getting hit, and then the doctor shakes his hand and defeat. And on the ground, a number of uh, junkies appear from the corn stalks eager to get those needles. <laughs> So can I just tell you my thoughts on that little gag? Initially, I was like, oh, okay. I know it, at this time it wasn't, but now it feels a little tired to do the North by Northwest thing. And I thought, well, as he's throwing the, the needles, maybe he'll make a shape of something and that'll be the fun joke. And then it didn't happen. Then I was disappointed. But then the junkies came and it made it a lot funnier to me. So I was ready to be disappointed. And then my expectations were thrown off. So that was fun. Oh, so you're saying that when he's throwing the needles, that the, the needles would make a shape of like a Bart outline or something. Yeah. Or something like that. Huh. Or, or maybe spell out a word or do something like gets a shot or I don't oh, know. Yeah. But the fact that instead of that, we got junkies. That's fun. Cause they weren't, uh, you know, that's not actually heroin that it was trying to inject <laughs> into Bart. It was just like vaccines. And these guys were just like, they couldn't get the vaccine to something. It's, I mean, that's possible. And they're all disheveled. They're, they're just, they're corn people. Steve, do you know what corn people need? Uh, more new metal. They, they live in the cornfields. They're, they're waiting for someone to build them a baseball field so they can play, <laughs> play baseball. Because, yeah, then they can finally ejaculate. What? Because if they build it, they come. Oh, I see. So, wait, was this whole time I'm watching Kevin Costner in Field of Dreams? He just, he just needs it's to all come. It's fantasy. He's just, he's just in the, uh, he he's just come. in the cornfield just whacking off. <laughs> he needs to come with his ghost dad. And with what? ghost dad, Bill Cosby. Damn it, I was going to do it. <laughs> I say, you know what kind of ghost dad likes to come. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, the guy that's being uh, the parody, uh, Dr. Hibbert. Yes. Um, What's so going on now? Bart's then on a tilt-a-whirl at a carnival, and Julius Hibbert. It's not a uh, tilt-a-whirl. It's not a tilt-a-whirl. What is it? Isn't the tilt-a-whirl the one that tilts? This one just goes round and round. It's like. Uh, is it a windmill, a merry-go-round? It's not a merry-go-round. It's just because it doesn't go up or down. It just spins around. It's like a tilt-a-whirl, but it doesn't tilt. Maybe it's just a so whirl. A, so. <laughs> why Bart do they is, call it a whirl? Why do they call it a whirl? So Bart is on the a whirl at a carnival. Uh, Julius Hibbert goes to strike him with a needle, but uh, Bart's car is replaced by one with boxer Frederick Kadem, who responds to the shot by punching the doctor, stating that black on black violence must end. Uh, and then the car switch positions, and then Frederick Der Kadem comes back again and punches Dr. Hibbert a second time, this time in honor of Dr. King. Uh, so in front of a 742 Evergreen Terrace there, Dr. Hibbert appears to be sitting on the curb, looks defeated there, so he's breaking all those needles in, in half. So Bart pops down from a nearby tree and offers some solace to his foe, saying he won't even let March clip his toenails. And then we see uh, a really disgusting uh, close-up of his lower eight digits there. Uh, they look like uh, Fritos, Steve. Is it like a Fritos to you? Kind of, yeah. Well, now I can't eat Fritos. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, Bart laughs, and then the person next to him, 
Dr. Hibbert, who's next to him, of course, begins to speak, but it doesn't sound like uh, Hibbert at all. Steve, that sounds like Barney Gumble. <gasps> In fact, it is Barney Gumble. He says that Bart's too smart for him, right? Mm-hmm. So he removes the mask like uh, all those Mission Impossible movies do. Sure. And it is Barney. And it looks like, uh, based on his hair there, I think we're in sober Barney years. Yeah, I, I never remember the exact era, but evidently it's around season 15. I think that's the problem with doing this podcast where we just like jump around. We don't know. We're idiots. I know. Now I know how House of Pain feels. Oh, yeah. Because they jump around. Yeah. R.I.P. Uncle Cracker. Biz Marquis. Oh, yeah. I don't know what's it. <laughs> 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 so the real <laughs> Dr. Hibbert uh, appears from behind the tree, needle in hand. Barney grabs Bart, and he finally receives the shot that he needs. The doctor thanks his assistant, and he is now unnecessary understudy assistant, while Bart discovers an instant side effect to the shot. Thanks, Barney. Mo, we won't need you now. Uh, <clears throat> okay, well, I really enjoyed being you, Dr. Hibbert. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, you're not welcome in the library no more. I'm sorry. Now, that wasn't so bad, was it, Bart? You know, sometimes the fear of... Whoa, something's wrong. Ah, ah, I can't hear! Doctor, perform a diagnosis. Hmm. I'm afraid the inoculation has swollen his ear holes shut. Maybe this would be a good time to talk about side effects. The boy's hearing should clear up in a day. If it doesn't, call me in the Bahamas. For now, he can express himself with this complimentary pen. Cool. Oh, it's a good pen. Try it out. <laughs> that was a malpractice waiver, fool. <laughs> I really like the pamphlet Death Prick, a parent's guide to shots gone wrong. It's very funny to me. Wasn't that our punk band name in high school, Death Prick? I think so, yeah. Death Prick. Or, or metal band, not our punk band. Yeah, it is a little hardcore, yeah. but mostly metal. <sighs> it's funny because it's death and a penis. Oh. But also death brick, so it works on two levels. I I, I understand the joke now. Thanks, yeah. joke dad. Is that like a funnier version of Ghost Dad? <laughs> yeah. It's it's a prequel before he dies. <laughs> I never saw. It. Yeah, I think I did see Ghost Dad, but I don't remember it. I I don't remember it either. I'm still waiting for Leonard Part Seven. <laughs> I still need to catch up on one through five. Yeah, I, I just don't think they'll ever get made. Uh, now I don't. I don't know what to believe. So <laughs> seems like it could happen. So I found this blunder on the internet, which I don't think is actually a blunder, but it's just a funny thing to think about. In order to impersonate Dr. Hibbert to fool Bart, Mo must have lost a considerable amount of money. <laughs> uh, first, because he had to close his bar to play uh, Dr. Hibbert for no reason, and the fact that his best customer, Barney, was also involved. So even if he was open, Barney wouldn't be there to drink all of his beer. So this could not have been an early or an easy decision for our friend Mo. I don't think it was a blunder. I think it's more like a, a whole uh, episode in itself. Like uh, Hibber goes to Mo's to be like, mm-hmm. I need to recruit you guys for a mission. And then we get another montage of them like training as Hibbert. I like that. I would, I like yeah. that little thing. Maybe it was a deleted scene. So, Steve, you really should start watching these on DVDs that have yeah. audio commentary. Maybe they could tell us more, but um, I don't. Yeah. It's just so much easier to watch it on Disney+. Plus. Thank you, Disney. Thank you, Disney Daddy. <laughs> That's me. You're gross. Uh, so later, Bart is on the couch reading Temporarily Deaf Ma- uh, Weekly Magazine, which is fun. Uh, it features <laughs> a... Uh, magazine. <laughs> That's a great joke. Yeah. And it features a blonde bombshell in a red bikini holding up an uh, old-timey ear trumpet, also known as a conversation tube. 
uh, up to our ear. I looked that up. Conversation tube is what they're called. Hmm. Um, Homer sneaks up behind his son, blows into a paper bag, and pops it. Bart is unfazed. Homer then blows an air horn directly at Bart's face, and the impact of the sound is blowing his hair back, but Bart still remains unbothered. Homer then uh, lights some firecrackers and puts them behind a bullhorn when Marge jumps in to stop him. Now, we've talked about, I think kind of recently, and maybe some of the older podcasts, I can't remember, but when they start doing like Looney Tune-isms, where mm-hmm. like, they just pull out random objects for sake of comedy what do you think of that uh, whole exchange with uh, homer and his in a way i kind of am okay with it because the items are very household except for the firecracker and i guess the air horn <laughs> um yeah. but the paper bag people have paper bags uh, no, we, I, I guess no. it doesn't seem so absurd to have the, those things yeah it's kind of a weird dick curiosity move yeah no i i agree with you i think i think this was pretty good so we're gonna have to like make a looney tunes chart or something i don't know like i think this one works yeah like the parameters of what works and doesn't work and why for like a cartoon (laughs) (laughs) or the judge of cartoons man we suck there should be another war so we are enlisted (laughs) better to do well we're cartoon judge there's another show that could have a elephant judge and it could introduce cartoons to kids I think there was something already like that, like on Adult Swim, wasn't there? Like, uh, well, there was like Harvey Birdman, Attorney of Law. That's true. Don't I think they're rebooting that now? I think, right? It's not like his so, daughter, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Hawk Girl, yeah, that'd be good. It's a good show. Well, I don't think it was actually Hawk Girl, that's a DC Comics property. Oh, yeah. But I think they, I mean, it's Bird Girl, Hanna probably, Barbera I guess. Owns, or Warner Brothers owns Hanna-Barbera, so <laughs> it's probably, a, well, he was Birdman, so it's probably Bird Girl, or yeah. Bird Lady, Bird Woman. Bird Lady, Person. Lady Bird, it's directed by uh, <laughs> it's, it's Sorcerer Ronan, <laughs> Lady Bird. Point of age. Yeah. Has to fight with uh, the ant from Roseanne. Uh, Lori Metcalf, Matcla- yeah. 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 She was a teenager, but uh, was she, she's like 30, Sorcerer probably. Ronan, I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyways, back to the uh, old uh, Simpsons there. It's our, it's our favorite bullies, Steve. Look, it's uh, huh. Dolph, Jimbo, Kearney, and they surround Bart demanding his wallet, and they want to uh, identity theft his ass. <laughs> this was 2004. Everyone was afraid of identity theft. Yeah. Luckily, I still are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Bart, he can't hear that. He just hears white noise. White noise. That'd be a great name for this podcast. <laughs> or any other podcast, really. <laughs> yeah. The bullies are stunned, and Bart is standing. Uh, he's standing his ground. Uh, maybe he knows that deep down, all bullies are cowards. So the Dilly gets run in fear. And then the groundskeeper really then offers some support. Um, and while we hear him do that, uh, we'll go back to the Simpsons dinner tab- table, and uh, Homer's having a uh, difficult time grasping with Bart's ailment. I know what you're hiding, lad. Willie's been deaf since the boiler explosion of 88, but I taught myself to read lips. Morning, Willie! What did you say about me, mother? For your information, her feet stink because she works in manure all day. But it's still the best damn Starbucks in Glasgow. Bart, pass the ketchup. Bart, pass the ketchup. Dad, he's deaf. Oh, sorry, right. Bart, pass the corn. Bart, pass the corn. (sighs) I think you should stay home from school tomorrow. Mom, tomorrow's the big donkey basketball game. The kids are going to play the teachers. Donkey basketball? Now I've heard everything. Unlike you. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Oh, everybody remember that from when his hearing comes back. There's a couple of things in that clip, but let's just say the end there with Homer and his zine. Yeah. Now I've heard everything. Wish something you won't. <laughs> 
Uh, that's a good joke. I'd love it too. Uh, when characters on TV shows make jokes and the world acknowledges that a joke was made. Uh, so it, I like that, that he left it at his own joke. I think I've said that before. There's like sitcoms. Like I know Friends is a popular sitcom and everyone loves it. And yeah, I'm sure I've laughed to it. I haven't watched it in a long time. But like you watch like a show like Friends and the characters make jokes and no one laughs. Like the cast right. isn't laughed. And it's weird. And they, people on like YouTube have pointed that out. Like they'll take the audience laugh and get rid of it. And it's awkward and weird. But when yeah. you watch something like, I'll say like Frasier, right? Not only is it like one of the most diverse casts ever. <laughs> um, yeah, but- Jane leaves <laughs> from England. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Kelsey Grammer's skin tone's a little darker than uh, uh, David High Pierce's. So. <laughs> No, but it, besides my dumb joke there, when you watch like Frasier, Frasier, Niles, you know, Martin, like those characters, they'll make jokes and characters will actually react to the joke and laugh. True. Which is so nice to see that like that show. I, I mean, of course, it's uh, original show. Cheers. They would laugh when someone would make a joke. So it's weird. Yeah, you don't. It's like certain shows like they won't laugh. Yeah, I think that uh, Big Bang Theory and other uh, Chuck Lorre right, right. are notorious for those like weird long pauses where like the audience uh, laughter is cut out. Yep. And yeah, it's eerie. The uh, donkey basketball, Steve. Yeah, um, I, I I mean, I guess I remember it from this episode, but I didn't realize it was a thing, like a real thing in life. All right. So I knew about it, uh-huh. but not from The Simpsons. Oh, from a different show, Steve. It was actually from a Quantum Leap episode. Episode. Now, before you put your mind to thinking that Sam leapt into a donkey basketball player, I know that's where mine's going. Yeah. He didn't. It was actually referenced in like an episode of Quantum Leap. Like someone mentions like uh, a character got kicked in the head because they played donkey basketball at the gymnasium. And so his, you know, his mind got messed up or something like that. So huh. even as a kid, I'm like donkey basketball. And then, yeah, looking it up like it's a real thing. But I don't think they probably do it anymore. Right. It seems like a logistical nightmare, like getting like a dozen donkeys or five donkeys or 10 donkeys. 10 at donkeys. Least. Yeah. But you need backup in case one falls out. That's going to be Jordans. You got to fit for those donkeys, too. Exactly. That's 10. That's uh, 40, 40 <laughs> shoes. 20 pair. Yeah. It's um, going to cost uh, Phil Knight 40 cents to make those shoes. Yeah. And that'll be $4 billion retail. Um, Phil Knight's still alive. I think so. I don't know if he still works for Nike. Huh. I don't know. Call him up. All right. Well, not now. Okay. I was busy anyway. Okay. Uh, but also, I assume, you know, just from playing Red Dead Redemption, <laughs> barnyard animals just poop <laughs> yep. without any sort of like regard. It's yeah. like, yeah, I got to go. And so, you know, your gymnasium is going to be full of donkey shit. What else is there, right? Yeah. I'm just saying it's not the donkey show that I want to see. Donkey right. shit. Steve, that's what I call uh, Democrats. Can't get this country in order. There's donkey shit. <laughs> This is a political podcast. I'm taking oh, yeah. Democrats down. And I'm taking you Republicans further down. <laughs> so far down, you'll go up and then to the side. All right. Enough of this political talk, Steve. Let's get back right. to the Simpsons. All righty. Um, so we then go to the gymnasium of Springfield Elementary. Uh, Nelson makes a shot. Nothing good net. When suddenly the school staff rides in, uh, in the, into the gym, each riding one of those aforementioned donkeys. The crowd laughs uproariously, but the laughter stops abruptly when uh, Superintendent Chalmers introduces the event, saying that he's sure you'll enjoy it. Skinner uh, takes the mic to kind of save the day 
and to combine the silence, asks everyone to stand for the national anthem. And uh, the donkey basketball story was originally supposed to be in season seven of The Simpsons, Bart the Fink, but was cut due to time. I'll try to remember to put that in our donkey talk. Thank you. The band uh, plays the Star Spangled Banner and the crowd rises their feet. We have a very large flag is unfurled. It's the American flag, Steve. And the staff uh, still atop their burrows, place their hand on their heart and they face the wall with the old glory on display. Nelson sheds a single tear of patriotism. Bart, meanwhile, is tempted... uh, is tempting one of those donkeys with a carrot, uh, that beast of burden, aka the ass, goes mm-hmm. to bite uh, the carrot. Uh, but Bart swipes it from the uh, animal's grasp and uses it as a comb, teasing that donkey. He then sticks the uh, old carrot there into the back of his pocket and uh, he turns around. The donkey goes for the carrot and has Bart has always said to eat his shorts, and the donkey does such, exposing his wee little butt. Yep. Just then, the flag's unfurling is complete, and Bart's little butt is pointed directly at the stars and stripes. Martin, dressed as a classic journalist, kind of like the ones we saw last week, complete with the uh, daily fourth gradient slip in his fedora, snaps a pic of Bart committing the unpatriotic act. Skinner, the rest of the staff, and the audience all take notice of Bart's actions and react accordingly. Good lord! Bart's mooning the flag! Don't look, buttermilk! How dare he! That's the flag my grandpappy rebelled against. When you insult the flag, you insult my flag tattoo. Uh-oh. Oh, man, this is 2004, right? Yeah. I just love the rich Texan line there of uh, <laughs> you're disrespecting the flag that my grandpappy fought against. Uh, so good. Yeah, it's uh, oddly uh, relevant today. I mean, yeah, I get it. Like, why do we have the Confederate flag? And let's just not talk about that. All righty. Well, let's talk about uh, Lenny's tattoo. Uh, so, Wait, did I tell you about my uh, the idea of uh, they've they've re-edited like the Dukes of Hazard right for like TV? Like they've gone and digitally edited out the uh, Confederate flag on the General Lee. Mm-hmm. Here's my idea. I think I've said this before. I say edit out the Confederate flag and put a pride flag on top of the General Lee instead. That's I like that. Also, in in hindsight uh, of. Uh, I think I'm on Boss Hogg's side now. I mean, it, I it's tough because he's a cop. <laughs> oh shit, you're right. Well, you know, Boss Hogg. Guys, I never cop? watched. I never watched the Deuce of Hazard. Um, I think he was just like the boss of pigs, right? That makes sense. No, it was a, a sheriff, uh, Nottingham, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like uh, those Duke boys in uh, Sherwood, <laughs> giving the poor to the rich. Like, yeah. <laughs> and this, the car was the bow and arrow. Yeah. And I like your idea about the pride flag. And, you know, it could be clumsy in, t- in the conversations when they talk about the car. So they can just add gay to it. So it could be generally gay. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Just nice and easy. So uh, we'll call them the Duke boys, but they're not actually brothers. They're, uh, they're together. Yeah, I like it. I think our reboot would make the brains of uh, Dukes of Hazard fans explode. You know, it's funny here for it. You know, what's funny too is like you remember they did the movies in the early two thousands with uh, mm-hmm. Willie Nelson as uh, the Uncle Remus or whatever his name is. Yeah, I guess I'm getting something else confused. Um, I think Willie Nelson would still be the uncle in our reboot because we like pro like LGBT community. Sure, I love it. It's great. 
you know, I think Duke's a hazard, to be honest. I think that could be a reboot, but make it uh I hate you well, I'm not I'm not supposed to use the term woke, but like in, I get what you're in, saying, in a good way though. Like yeah. I'm not saying mean woke is a you know what I'm saying, like make no, it yeah. like socially conscious and socially conscious progressive, and hazard. yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Still like in Hazard County. Right. And like they can go around and like defend other people. Like, but you know what'd be great too is like if they have like the ideals of of like conservatism, but in a liberal sense. It's like they fight for like small businesses. Right. Big corporate America. Yeah, they're just kind of apolitical, but uh yeah. just doing what they think is right. Right. And so yeah, they support small businesses, they smoke support the town, and yeah, they just want people they're, to be they're happy. also very family oriented, but maybe they do support like local police, but they also understand the bad apples and they right. want like police reform. Hmm. Yeah, See, a lot of their episodes start with now look here, boys. This is a complex issue that has many sides that we need to discuss. Steve, and then they have thoughtful conversations about it. Yeah. Uh, can, can you get the mayor of Hollywood on the phone? I think we have a pitch for him. <laughs> I think I'm so. For them. Yeah. The, the showrunners and the entire writing staff should all be people of, of color, should be men, women, uh, non-binary. It should be sure. just no white people like us. In them. <laughs> yeah. Just no boring ass fat white guys. Yeah. This would be a great show. Yeah. All right. Uh, where are we at? Oh, so uh, Lenny has a tattoo. Oh, he listens to the podcast. Exactly. He got one from an episode. It just happens to be this episode. But it's a Dole Camp from 96, which is, you know, that's funny on some, but it means that uh, Lenny's a Republican. Yeah. Carl's the uh, liberal. Mm -hmm. It's another good show that I still want to pitch the live action Lenny and Carl TV show. It's it's just it's literally just going to be the Simpsons uh, odd couple set in Springfield. That's all. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dole Kemp. That's a great joke. Yeah. Let's go back to little Barty there. He pulls down his tank top, um, his basketball jersey there to cover up his balls and Mm -hmm. uh, butt. Probably his wiener, but we'll get to see it in a few more years yeah, he... on the big screen. <laughs> Speaking of Willie, he mistakes the, the donkey's bray as an insult to his mother, which I, I forgot to mention. I like that callback. <laughs> I'm going to talk about when the clip happened, when he's like, I could read lips. And he's like, <laughs> what did you say about my mother? That's great. So he tackles the, the, the donkey and uh, pins him to the ground. And he says he'll fry up good later that night. And then uh, I guess we start to our second act, right? Yeah, I, I do enjoy the... Uh... You like fried uh, ass, Steve? Hmm. Sometimes I, I'm sure. I don't know that I've had donkey meat, but I'm sure it's fine. It kind of just tastes like horse. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> implying that I've ate horse. Implying that we've ate horse. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Skinner's holding up the uh, latest edition of the Daily Fourth Radian, which has the headline "In the No Pants Day," kind of like Independence Day, mm. and uh, features Martin's photo of Bart mooning the grand old flag uh, in his office. He's berating Martin Homer, saying that he's appalled by Bart's behavior, not just as a principal, but also of a, as a veteran of America's only losing war to date. Mm. Uh, which Homer points out. Uh, Marge tries to defend her special little guy using the fact that he. Uh, was deaf as an excuse. But uh, unfortunately, uh, Bart has tried similar ruses before, like... We have uh, Blind Bart. We've got uh, Wheelchair Bart. Pregnant Bart. And Skinner's personal favorite, Railroad Spike Through Head Bart. <laughs> and once again, Homer pointed out the good stuff, because kids love trains. I love that line from Homer. <laughs> yeah. The next day, Bart finds himself once again facing the bullies on the playground. Uh, this time, they're not so uh, unsure of themselves. So we get to that. And then uh, also in this clip, let's see uh, the Springfield Shopper is looking uh, to make uh, the news of that mooning. Hey, fellas, my hearing's back. Congratulations, traitor. Thank you. 
And let me say, I missed your sweet, sweet voices. Cram it, you raggy. Why'd you diss the flag? It partied on the moon. Weren't we afraid of him just a few days ago? We're complex. All right, who could take a story and blow it way out of proportion? I'm your man, boss. I want you to overhype this story so much it makes the New York Post look like the New York Times. Or the New York Times look like the New York Post. I uh, forget which one the good one is. So in that bully clip there, I love, uh, he calls him just an Iraqi. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the bully is saying, uh, we're complex. Yeah, I, I, I like that line a lot. And then we get to uh, the local news doing the uh, uh, joke of a uh, New York Post versus the New York Times, right? Mm-hmm. I can't remember which is the liberal one and which is the uh, conservative one. I really like that joke. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I do that too. With I used to do that with a post, the Washington Post and the Washington Times. Yeah, did I say that? I said the I said the New York Times. Yeah, right? you said it right. You said okay. it right. Um, it's I just the post versus think, the Times. Okay, right. And then uh, yeah, the Post is in our modern world of 2021. The Post is more conservative, right? The Post is a silly tabloid magazine. Yeah, right, right. I mean, it's, it's not. Just, it's a legitimate. Well, no, it's not. It's not just a tabloid magazine, but it is very like. Right. It is. It's it's just trying to make dollars because the newspaper industry is a dying breed. Exactly. Uh, so the uh, Artie Pie sound-alike journalist uh, gets to work and comes up with the headline USA, which okay. So I know we're going on a lot of tangents, but so the Daily Fourth Radian had Indie No Pants Day, and the professional journalist had USA. I'm not saying one's better than the other, but I'm saying they're pretty equal. So Nelson or whomever wrote the headline for this Daily Fourth Gradian is as good a journalist as this guy. Maybe that's a commentary on our uh, current uh, media uh, journalists, right? Could be. Even kids could do it. Maybe uh, that orange buffoon was right about fake news. Uh, Uh, I don't know where you're going with this, Greg. (laughs) Well, I mean, I agree. Like CNN is is awful. Bill Bird's great. You want to go to Boston and listen to some Joe Rogan there? Uh, Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, I like Bill Burr. What are you going to do about it, huh? Nothing, because I know how quiet and calm Bill Burr fans are. They they allow other people to have opinions and they don't just shout at people for no yes. reason. Steve, you like Bill Burr. Bill I don't Burr. like him because he makes it sound like it's going to be too cold. Bill Burr. He's great in The Mandalorian, though. Come on. Oh, yeah. Did did not take me out of that scene at all. It just totally made sense. Good actor. As good an actor as he is a comedian. <laughs> he was the best actor next to Marissa Tomei in that Pete Davidson movie. So there you go. Sure. Uh, so the uh, Artie Pie journalist has that USA article, uh, USA, and also a graphic that shows a sneering Bart happily mooning the Statue of Liberty who looks on in horror. Uh, so at the uh, when you wash upon a car, car wash, great name. Yeah. Apu reads the paper offended. He did not come to this country illegally to see it mocked. No. The, the, so the Simpsons go through the uh, full service wash and they are uh, put on display. We have Sideshow Mel there. He leads the crowd pointing out that there's the boy who bared his bottom to all glory. That was a terrible Mel conversation. <laughs> I've done better. Uh, but the family applauds his every uh, moonery. Steve, is moonery a word? It is not. All right. Well, Dewey Largo comments that the uh, Simpsons hate our country, but they love our soapy water. That's a good Dewey, though. Oh, I wasn't doing it right. Oh, I, I mean, from uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, yeah. Really good one. <laughs> Dewey's like 33 now. I think yeah, I know. <laughs> 
Gonna Hopefully die. he still has his memory on like Frankie Muniz. Does he not have? Is he like oh. an op- opposite uh, Mary Lou Hanner? Yeah, no. Like I think Frankie Muniz says something like, "No, well, he got didn't he get like into like a car accident?" It makes sense. I mean, he and was then, a did yeah. a lot of race car driving. I think he still does. Yeah, but he doesn't remember anything from Malcolm in the Middle. Wow. Yeah, that's a bummer. I know, and he doesn't remember anything about this podcast. Oh. Let's go uh, to a mini golf course, Steve. All right. So at that mini golf course, Homer's about to sink a shot into Scratchy's mouth, which is being cruelly opened by the whiskers by uh, Itchy. Uh, but the ball's course is halted by a foot stepping on it. The owner of that foot is an employee of the putt-putt range and has some choice words for Homer. Hey, Benedict Arnold, our cups don't want your colorful balls. No one calls me unpatriotic. Benedict Arnold. Oliver Balls. Cups. Bad boys. What you gonna do? You just like that that audio clip because it's at uh, colorful balls, right? Yep, that's pretty much it. All right. But Steve Homer then Benedict Arnold of this podcast. I'm the Arnold because I, because I found out you're uh you're you're doing a, a family guy podcast on the side, <laughs> traitor. <laughs> what me and the giggity boys do. <laughs> the giggity boys. There's three of us. <laughs> it's you, that guy we used to work with. I forgot his name. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, that other guy. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Martin Short. Is that what you said? Yeah, I said sure, but yeah, oh. Martin yeah. Short's there. Oh, Michael Short. Mike Short from uh, creator of a uh, Good Place and uh, Park right. Sharing. Yeah, he's there, and he's like, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> Actually, now I want to. I'd love to hear a podcast of Michael Short like talking about other sitcoms. <laughs> yeah, I would love that show. I'd listen yeah. to that every week. Oh. He'd have like some like you know guests from his other shows like come on like okay we're gonna watch an episode of Mary Tyler Moore and I have a Jamila Jamil yeah Jamila Jamil on and like actually this is a great idea for a podcast it really is uh, so Homer heads to his car but as he does so he accidentally steps on golf traps or uh, golf holes golf things that are in the shape of the Capitol Building and Mount Rushmore and then they like they he steps on them and then they go with his feet and. He has to head to his vehicle and he sits in his car and he kicks them off, but then he pulls out and then he runs over them and then he drags them further and further <laughs> with his bumper. That is the kind of like multi-layer joke that is like classic Simpsons. Like it could have been just him accidentally stepping on the Capitol of Mount Rushmore, but then the fact that he walked with them on his feet made it worse. And then he had to kick them off because like they were like they were poo. <laughs> that's bad. And, and the then, dragging, yeah. And then yeah, then he runs over them. But even that's not enough because he dragged the <laughs> dragged them with his bumper. So that's like five points of destruction when well, one would have been funny. Right. And I think it's the whole point too of the Simpsons hate America. And he's just literally like bashing on like America uh symbols of America. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. So after he does all that uh, destruction to American symbols, right? Mm-hmm. He, he heads over to Moe's and uh, we got Moe there behind the bar like he should be. And uh, Carl and Lenny behind uh, in front of the bar like they should be because they're the patrons. Of the, course. Patrons. The patrons. Uh, we don't have patrons, Steve. We never will. Anyway, so uh, what's Homer going to say, Steve? Let's find out. Okay. Hey, guys. Oh, cold shoulder, huh? Well, I'll just talk to myself. Hey, how you doing, Homer? Oh, not too bad. How about you? Oh, I'm fine. Your wife was great in bed last night. You keep your hands off my wife! Oh, yeah, well, I give her what she needs. And she like... Homer, stop it! Homer, Homer, this bar's only for real Americans. And people on permanent visas, like me. What? What are you all looking at? I'm Dutch. Ah, forget all of you. 
I'm leaving too. I'm gonna go listen to the president's weekly radio address and not the rebuttal. Goodbye, Homer. I can't get drunk and vomit next to a guy I don't respect. <laughs> Even my best friends have left me. Few things from that clip I like. Yeah. Homer, of course, talking to himself and then doing a Homer impersonation as Homer mm-hmm. about being with Marge. Um, <laughs> I like how sometimes I censor myself. Yeah. I say like the crudest things ever. <laughs> but. I, you know, listening to like other Simpsons podcasts, I think, and people have people just talking about how one of their favorite things is seeing Dan doing the recorder of the voices. So he'll like, if it's like Homer talking to, to Krusty or whatever, just seeing him act as himself, they say it's like the fun, greatest thing ever. And yeah. I imagine that scene where Homer or where Dan is doing Homer and then Homer impersonation as Homer, mm-hmm. just being in that record booth, watching him doing that. Oh, it's gotta line, be classic. Probably. I, I wish they would film that and they might have, but like just him doing that whole line reading, it's probably and being there would probably been like the greatest thing ever. Oh yeah. Like, to the point where like, they probably had to stop. Cause if I was there, I would have been laughing my ass off and like, they would have heard that in the record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I just thought I, I love that just that scene of Homer just thinking and mostly just because of thinking of the the behind the scenes of that. Yeah, the rest of the and cast and the crew just super talented how super talented Dan is because he oh, is yeah. Homer Simpson. It's so amazing. Uh you forget how good he is at doing voices. And then you just think about how often that he talks to himself, like in an yeah. episode. It's just really impressive. So the president at the time of this episode was W. Bush. And so Lenny mentioned uh, that he was going to go listen to the president's speech, but not the rebuttal. That's uh, further proof that he's a Republican. So, yeah. Now, I was going to ask this. I because I know the uh, the president would give a sun, Sunday radio uh, address. Oh, I think I looked this up. I think was it was Bush the last president to do that? Because I don't think Obama didn't do that. Right. I don't think he did. The Sunday. Yeah. Presidential. I know uh, President Bartlett did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think. Uh, see, you might have to look this up. I'm too lazy to. I'm looking um, at it. Because I'm pretty sure Trump did it. I, he did, but he did it on Twitter. And it wasn't Sunday. It was just every day. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, it looks like uh, he, uh, Obama did. Okay. D- Donald Trump was the uh, first to not do it after uh, 17 months of his term. So he did it for like the first year and a half, and then he gave it up. Oh. I mean, I I guess I get I get Obama and Trump confused sometimes. So it's easy to do. Yeah. Same policies. Yeah, they both fill out a suit so well. But if they ever wore a tan suit, oh man. Man. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if like that like one time in the Trump presidency he wore a tan suit and then like all of his supporters that just stopped following him. <laughs> they just really hate tan suits. <laughs> yeah. Like aside from the racism and the jingoism and all the nationalism, <laughs> yeah. that's not really that important. I just really care that you don't wear tan suits because yeah. it's unprofessional. Um, unprofessional like us. That's right. All right. Well, hey, uh, so everyone's left, which I think is a funny scene because, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm thinking like, well, why are you so sad, Homer? Moe's gone. Why don't you do something about that? Mm-hmm. So he does. He steps behind the bar and chugs various liquor bottles. You know, we got he's drinking some rum. He's drinking some vodka, drinking some gin. <laughs> I love the uh, again, it's just the Dan, like the drinking, like in the animation too, like the drinking, like he's happy, like drinking the booze. <laughs> and yeah. Then, like sobbing. Like, oh, that's great. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, let's go back home uh, to their home. Oh, um, the 742 Evergreen. 
evergreen terrace home and lisa finds that the family have become uh, pariahs she's received about a thousand hate spams in the past two hours including one saying uh refinance your home you commie pig <laughs> Uh, the phone rings, and it could uh, it could be just the, the opportunity that the Simpsons need to clear their uh, precious name there. Um, they need to go on a cable news show uh, called Headbutt with Nash Castor. Hello. Appear on your TV show? Tell our side of the story? You'll see us there? Goodbye? Dial tone! Let me just talk about how uh, dumb but good that joke is of Homer. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's so fun. I just... <laughs> Hey, let's do something we haven't ever done before. Okay. Steve, you're gonna you're gonna be the Nash Caster producer calling Homer and telling him uh his news. Okay, you ready? Uh, all right. Okay. Hello. Hi, this is uh Brett Buttfort uh from the uh cable news. I'd like to know if you'd like to appear on our show so you can clear your name. Appear on your TV show? Yes. So <laughs> you can t- tell your side of the story. Tell our side of the story? That's right. We'll see you there. Yeah, at, at uh 1919 Central Way. You'll see us there? Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> I wouldn't make the Dalton. I wouldn't make the Dalton sound because I'm just a producer, like <laughs> Okay, <laughs> let's continue on with that clip. If there's one way to get the truth out, it's on a cable news channel. When we explain our side of the story, the hate calls will end. I won't have to hear suck my such and such or hell this and bitch that. We get it, Mom. Oh, no, no, let her finish. Look, what should I say to make people not hate me? Son, I've learned one thing in this life. To stay out of trouble, just say nothing. Don't rock the boat. Don't even get in the boat. Just buy some ice cream and walk around the pier. But don't go in the bathrooms. They're filthy. Dad, I am going on a talk show. I have to say something. Talk about boats. Then when he asks you if you hate this country, you just start crying and pretend you don't. But I don't hate this country. There, there. Save your lies for the American public. I'm Nash Caster, and it's time to butt heads. Bart Simpson, what do you hate most about this country? Is it the freedom? Nash, I've realized something. I'm the worst kid in the world, and the last thing I deserve is forgiveness. But with a little help from Jesus and our fighting men and women overseas... All right, so if I hear you correctly, you're saying America is better than Jesus. Do you agree? Ah, Before he can answer, do you? Well, America's not perfect. So America isn't perfect. Is that why you and your son hate us? If by us, you mean loudmouth talk show hosts, which everyone seems to be in this country, then yes, I do hate Americans. All right, there's a lot to talk about in that clip. Uh, yeah. But let's just talk about the last part there. <laughs> Marge is talking about us. She yeah. hates us. We're loudmouth talk show hosts. She hates Americans, like uh, Mark Marin. Joe Rogan. And Karen Kilgariff. And uh, Chris Gethard. <laughs> Good poll. So uh, this guy here, uh, uh, Nash Castor. Mm-hmm. So this is 2004. Who are we parodying here? Is this like a Bill O'Reilly? Or I mean, I, I all I think about now is like Tucker Carl- Carlson. Like, Yeah. But he was around then. He was doing like some, wasn't he on CNN doing like a cross, like a like there was another guy that was like a, a li- liberal and he was. The, yeah. Yeah. I think it might have been called Crossfire. You get caught up in Crossfire. Yeah, right. Um, and it had the marbles and the flames. Um, but 
I do, I mean, it does sound, like sound like, especially what, what he's saying exactly like uh, Tucker Carlson, but it could be, you're, I think you're right. It is probably an amalgamation of him and Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, do they, I'm trying to think. Because, yeah, Bill O'Reilly was a big deal at that time. It's, it's just so funny how, like, this episode, like, honestly, <sighs> uh, okay, I could wait to my review, but, like, the point is, like, this episode, they could they could just take the same script mm-hmm. and do it now with, like, updated, like, animation and yeah. it's just, it, it works <laughs> oh yeah uh but marge's line there oh marge marge coming in with the win for me oh yeah she's uh, really good in this episode uh, she she does hate americans it's uh i mean i think she's talking about uh i mean a lot of like the uh i don't know i mean i think it is like it's not just uh not just republicans but just this whole like i mean obviously everybody is entitled to their opinions but just yelling so loud and not actually hearing anybody else talk yeah on the like joke we make like not a political podcast and a lot of like our leanings is towards like the liberal side but like her point is right in the sense that like i agree with like the left and the right like the far left far right type of thing like it's like enough like just like shut up yeah you are what like it's true like the I think the media kind of is fucking this country over because it's all about money and ratings. Yeah, and they're like dividing everybody so much. Yeah. Well, exactly. Like those both both like cable news. Like I don't watch it, but it's just d- divisive. Like, ugh. and it's just programming to advertise. I mean, it's not a public service, and it's not doing anybody any good really because you're just. <laughs> I'd imagine like there's there's a scene like The Simpsons could do where it's like Anderson Cooper and like Tucker Carlson are just like at this like like in a luxurious spa like sipping champagne and smoking cigars and just like laughing and oh like, yeah they're lighting c- cigars with like hundred dollar bills like this <laughs> ah, is this the life Tucker it sure is Anderson and they start making out <laughs> yeah I mean it's all just a game and it's yeah. all just it's it's drama. Save the drama for Mama's Family coming soon to <laughs> CW. It's a reboot, Steve. Oh boy! Yeah, and this time Mama's sexy, <laughs> but uh, has a dark secret past because she's a vampire. That's right. Steve is the CW, <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, so uh, just watch your local news. I'm sure it's not biased. No, and I'm sure that every local news is unique and not, you know, owned by one big corporation that makes you say horrible things. Thanks, Daddy Rupert. <laughs> Oh, wait, he's not our dad anymore. Nope. <laughs> Thank you, Daddy Mouse. Oh, I'm back again, you pieces of shit. Gorsh. Shut up, Goofy. Gorsh. Are you a dog or a cow? Gorsh. Wait, no, you'd be a bull because you're a boy. Gorsh. Frank Gorshin. <laughs> Damn it. That's who it is. <laughs> that's. Uh, I don't even know if we've gotten there yet. Oh, we did, yeah. No, we haven't. We haven't gotten there yet. Well, yeah. let's just continue then. Okay. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> that's a big win for me. Um, Nash Caster, Bart, Lisa, Maggie, and the cameraman all start March. Mouse agape, stunned at her statement that she hates Americans. Homer has taken a big bite of a sub sandwich that appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> also gasped with his mouth full of food. It's really gross. And he uh, spits out some of the food and asks, what'd you say? And then the host then wonders why Marge and the family haven't been run out of their town. But Marge responds that she's well-liked in her community, which Nash uses his uh, talk show ways to twist into the sentiment that Springfield hates America. He then cuts to commercial, promising to shout even louder after the break. So back in Springfield, Mayor Quimby watches as the city continues to make national headlines. All over the country tonight, 
patriotic Americans are denouncing Springfield and its official spokesman, The Simpsons. I declare today, December 25th, we hate Springfield Day. Overseas, the reaction tonight is decidedly different. Simpsons be praised! Praise be to Springfield! But not everyone is ululating tonight. The president announced today he is pointing warheads at... Turn that off. This could destroy our town. Look what happened to Hitler City, North Carolina. If they hadn't changed their name to Charlotte, they'd be sunk. Sir, conventions are pulling out of Springfield left and right. The Paprika Festival, Pandana Days. Sir, we just lost the adult video awards. Not the bonies. The line of that clip there is definitely uh, Hitler... Uh, Hitler, City. Hitler City to Charlotte. <laughs> and then we had this past year or past couple of years, a few years ago, the whole hubbub in Charlotte. Sville. <sighs> oh, Charlottesville. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Hitlerville. Hitlerville. <laughs> um, I also like the senator declaring December 25th, we hate Springfield Day. Which I think is hilarious because uh, the Senate wouldn't be in uh, session on Christmas. That's true. Um, I also love any uh, Tom Brokaw impression. It's so easy, but I, the fact that he said ugly <laughs> it was that Dan, I think. Maybe Dan. It could be Dan or, or Hank. Be Harry, actually. Harry. Oh, you're probably right. It is Harry. Yeah. I'm I'm bad with uh, voices. It's Sorry. tough. Bad at listening to them and doing them. <laughs> um, the uh, cutaway to overseas where they're cheering and shooting guns. I don't know if it's just my like now goggles, but it just felt a little gross. Well, thankfully, we're finally out of Afghanistan. It only took uh, 40 years. Yeah. Thanks, Biden. I forgot who the president was right now. <laughs> All right. Well, well, actually, let's thank uh, George W. Bush for the parody in this episode for putting us there for no reason. Okay. Yay. The only reason we were there is because we want to keep the drugs in America. Okay. Not a book podcast. It was about oil, guys. It's about opium. Yep. We uh, we fund the, we funded Afghanistan before we went to war with them. You know, it's funny. There's a movie called James Bond the movie, right? Uh-huh. And I think it's actually called The Living Daylights. It's a, the one of the two uh, Timothy Dalton movies. And in it, um, James Bond teams up with the Taliban. Oh, <laughs> <It's really weird. laughs> Taliban. Taliban. How do I say it without saying it like a southerner? Taliban. 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 Just think about your favorite South Park character and not okay. being able to see him anymore. Okay. Kenny dead. Oh, no. Oh, no. You bastard. Uh, Taliban. Yeah. Um, it's so weird. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. So James Bond teams up the Taliban to take down like uh, Russian and Afghanistan uh, forces because yep. they were the bad guys then. Exactly. Anyways, again, not a political, not podcast. a political podcast, not a Bond podcast. Oh, I wish. I know. We could talk about James Bond. Uh, jail really bonds, glue. Jail bonds. Sure. Uh, those bonds you get at the bank. Bonds, medicated powder, berry bonds. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of heroin. Oh, wait. No, you did other things. Okay. Hey, Mary Quimby there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's towering in stilts and a suit of stars and stripes, like giant, you know, Uncle Sam looking stars and stripes suit there. Mm-hmm. He announces to a crowd that Springfield has changed the name to Libertyville. Wasn't that a name of a, a Grand Theft Auto game city, Libertyville? I think because something like that, yeah. Anyways, um, the worker unveils a sign that reads, uh, Welcome to Libertyville, where everything costs $17.76. <laughs> and uh, Cookie Kwan's concerned because she can't afford to sell a West Side home for that. But Luigi's is pleased because that's a fantastic year for pizza by the slice. <laughs> and he does a little song and dance. Um, 
uh, charging money for the pizza and the folks uh, clap and cheer along. See, seventeen seventy six. Uh, what is something good for that price? And what is something bad? I mean, like a new car, a house. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah, that's amazing. Buying a box of Kraft mac- macaroni and cheese would suck. Sounds like a discount on a cup of coffee. Am I right? Oh man! Actually, I was going to give you that. Thank you. The seventeen seventy six. Uh, I was going to say with the macaroni. Uh, I don't think uh, Yankee Doodle could afford to put that in his hat. I know. That kind of phrase. Put the macaroni in his cap. <laughs> that song goes. Yep. All right. <laughs> he stuck macaroni in his hat and called it macaroni. Oh, Feather. Yeah, Feather. feather yeah. Uh, we don't have the rights for that song, so uh, <laughs> we can't play it. <laughs> but we did play Usher earlier on today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go back to The Simpsons. All right. So I do love that dance uh, that... Right. Not just the dance that he's talking about getting a car, but just the fact that like three people just see it and they clap along because they're just so happy for him. That made me happy. So uh, later, Lisa and Jenny are walking down the streets of Libertyville. And uh, Lisa is as patriotic as the next person, but feels that changing the traffic lights to red, white, and blue is dangerous. <laughs> just then, er, uh, Gil urges student driver Squeaky Voice Teen to go on the red. Uh, once they're in the intersection, they are plowed by a crusty sedan. The clown uh, instructs his uh, primate sidekick, Mr. Teeny, to swallow all of Krusty's pills before the cops come and then go to the nearest vet. The chip uh, goes into spasms and makes some funny noises, just like Frank Gorshin. Hey, there's your Gorshin. Yeah. So the red, white, and blue lights. I think we both came upon this discovery ourselves, (laughs) but, and I know it's for the joke, but they got them backwards because they're showing them where red is on the bottom and then white and then blue. But if you, but when you say red, white, and blue, you say red, white, and blue, like I just said. Right. And so going from top to bottom, as we are naturally inclined to do, red would still be red, yellow would be white, and then green would be blue, which wouldn't be that much of a difference. And I think people could understand it. But the Springfield flips it, which I think is the, yeah. the, the joke. It's hilarious that way. It's true. You could just change the yellow and green to white and blue. I think it would work. Yeah, I think it would work. I could see them like like in a patriotic town on the East Coast, <laughs> like somewhere in Delaware. I could see them doing that. They should change, like in D.C., like if that becomes a state, like that should be like the number one priority. Like the first thing we do as a D.C. as a state, we're going to change the stoplights to red, white, and blue. And we'll get to that drug epidemic and crime a little <laughs> bit later. Steve, I don't know about that because I never watched The Wire. You gotta see The Wire, Did, man. Did that take place in D.C. or Baltimore? I think it was Baltimore. Yeah. Same thing. There's they're the same. It's Maryland, right? D.C., Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. That's where Baltimore is at, right? Maryland. <laughs> it is. Yes. Sorry to our Baltimore listener. Quote the Raven, nevermore. The Orioles over there? Baseball? Yes. Baltimore Orioles. Oh, yeah, Baltimore Ravens. Oh, yeah, they like bird teams. Mm-hmm. That's their basketball team. Does Baltimore doesn't have a basketball team, do they? No, they used to have the Crows, but they flew away. <laughs> what about their hockey team? The uh, Jaybirds? <laughs> the Ice Hawks. That's better. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Steve, uh, let's go to the uh, quickie Wait, no, part. it's not better. <laughs> ice Hawks? Wouldn't, why do you just, why, why just ice? Why do you just cover the whole season? Like, I don't know, winter. Yeah, winter hawks. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, see, let's go to the quickie mart where Marge notices a few changes. Sounds good. Homeland noodles with Uncle Sam balls. Apu, aren't you going a bit overboard with the patriotism? Well, I don't think so. It is a heartfelt expression of my true desire to protect my mahogany noggin. Uh-oh. Poonam and Puma are fighting. 
No, no, those are their pre-witch hunt names. Their new names are Freedom, Lincoln, Condoleezza, Coke, Pepsi, Manifest Destiny, Apple Pie, and Superman. And together, we're the McGillicuddies. At the, the beginning there with that March quote with um, Freedom Balls or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or Homeland Noodles and Uncle Sam Balls. Um, this is definitely a direct response to like when... I mean, I was an adult when this happened, but like France, what did what did France do? They condoned our our presence they, tonight. They can, yeah, they condoned us going to Afghanistan, right? Yeah. And so, like the 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 cafeterias in the capital, whatever. Like instead of calling them French fries, call them like Freedom Fries, and exactly. So that's a that's a reference to that. <laughs> Just even then, I was like, "Are we serious?" So, so dumb, and like freedom toast yeah i think i remember just like you and i just like joking about like that like this is silly it's just yeah and thinking too like at the time we're still pretty young when this episode aired but like the republican party is never gonna be this stupid ever again so right this is just a dumb (laughs) four four years yeah and it'll all be done or maybe eight years fine but after that like before i mean we're looking at our friend uh howard dean over there he's probably gonna get the democratic nominee and He's so enthusiastic. Yeah, I love Howard Dean. I'm voting for him. him. Yeah. He won't do anything weird. I don't think he did do anything weird. He didn't. <laughs> he just said, yeah, loudly. <sighs> We're sorry, Howard Dean. We miss you. All right. Yeah. Hmm? You I too, James Dean. <laughs> oh, yeah. James Dean. Uh, he was on the podcast a couple times. <laughs> yeah, don't you remember we did this podcast back in the 50s? Yeah, we had We'd been around for a long time. <laughs> back when we just talked about Salminio. <laughs> Yeah, we were doing the uh, podcast uh, uh, that we, we reviewed every episode of the show of shows with Sid Caesar called the podcast of podcasts. Exactly. That young uh, writer, Mel Mel Brooks, I think he's going to make something for himself. Uh, that Maybe. Was yeah, that was a clip from uh, one of our older episodes. Anyways, Apu giving his names, uh, his kids name patriotic names. Yeah, like Superman and Condoleezza. <laughs> Condoleezza Rice. Remember her? Yeah. Cool. She dated Jack Donaghy. <laughs> On 30 Rock. Yeah. And then wasn't there, what the, there was a finally a payoff, right? Where it actually Condoleezza Rice did like make an appearance like mm-hmm. in one of the seasons. Yeah. Um, another bit of fun thing about uh, Pooh changing his name is that he changes his last name to McGillicuddy, which is uh, an homage to classic TV, like we talked about in our podcast of podcasts, because McGillicuddy was the maiden name of Lucille Ball in I Love Lucy. Because, and she would use that because Arnez was a Cuban name. And at the time, we were afraid of Cubans, a thing that we've clearly outgrown. <sighs> well, yeah. Cuba right now. Hey, we're not a Cuban political podcast, but they got their own problems right now, Steve. I don't think we need to go over there and try to fix things. Yeah. Viva la Castro. <laughs> yes. Steve, I honestly don't. I know something's going on in Cuba right now, but I I don't read about it. So I, I'm uh, also a little uninformed. So I feel like we're probably causing more trouble than good, though. Hey, let's just go back to uh, uh, Libertyville, Steve, formerly known as Springfield. Okay. Okay. So the first church of Libertyville, which uh, they got their little marquee there, ask, uh, is God patriotic enough? And inside <laughs> we see Reverend Lovejoy's sermon. Uh, he's echoing that same uh, uh, sentiment. And he uh, asked God, uh, he asked God for the courage uh, to worship the flag, uh, American flag, uh, be it on a car, a uh, belt buckle, or on uh, your holy person. <laughs> and that little Lisa there, she has to speak up. Mm. Yeah, she's wanting to discuss the oppression and fear, but as uh, shut down by the uh, the patrons, the flock there, those sheep, as Steve would call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> sheep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who tell her to sit the fuck down and uh, they call her Saddam, much like how the boys called uh, Bart and Iraqi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then she recites the first lines of the amendment 
from the Constitution, suddenly a helicopter is heard. And then a SWAT team bursts through the uh, stained glass windows of the church. And they all point their rifles and pistols at the Simpsons family, who are now under arrest for violating the Government Knows Best Act. I wish the orange-haired buffoon saw this episode and said, I like the idea of the Government Knows Best Act. Let's do that. Um, Probably did. Yeah. We'll find out soon in the future, probably, of all the uh, things. Anyways, uh, Reverend Lovejoy calls uh, to the, uh, to, for a little light mood music, and uh, the organ player Martha plays Take Me Out of the Ball Game. <laughs> so I'm going to assume she uh, uh, moonlights as uh, the organ player. Does she? I wonder if that was a scene where she or is she the organ player for the isotopes? Maybe. Yeah, and uh, Homer, the mascot. Does she know? Yeah, he probably knows her then. Yeah. Okay. As the music plays, the family are led out at gunpoint and um, of the church there. And Homer sings along with Take Me Out of the Ball game. But uh, he's hit up the side with a baseball or with a baton. That's right. That sounded like it hurt. And then our third back begins uh, much like the series finale of Seinfeld with our heroes all locked in jail. Well, technically not a jail, a re-education center. Uh, Marge tries to figure out just where they are, and then she thinks back to when they're blindfolded. They went left, right, left, and then a three-hour plane ride. Uh, Homer, meanwhile, wonders if he can get the time off for ratting out Bart because he never served in the armed forces. Uh, the family uh, then... Wait, yeah. Did, was he in the Navy already? I mean, uh, I guess Bart performed her in a crew. They weren't. He was National Navy. Yeah, I mean, they're uh, when they went to the military academy, that could kind of count, but it's. Oh, yeah. That's like ROTC. Yeah. Stuff. All right. Anyway, sorry. So Homer wants to rat out Bart, uh, but then they discover that they're not the only political uh, prisoners locked up. Also, unjustly imprisoned are a bunch of left wing celebrities, such as. We got Michael Moore. We got Dixie Chicks, who are now just known as the Chicks. We got Elmo, who went there for a wrong fundraiser. <laughs> and we got Slick Willie himself. Bill Clinton, what are you doing here? I call the Republican tax cuts unwise, and I stand by it. They're unwise. I want my Washington Post. Here's your Washington Post. You like that, Clinton? You traitors pipe down. You're all here because you hate freedom. I'm here because I said imported wines are better than Napa Valley. Yeah? Well, why don't you take a Napa? Oh! My only crime was driving a truck full of explosives in from Canada. <gasps> I don't know why they put the real ones in with the joke ones. <laughs> like three things are like from that. Um, yeah. I think it's funny that like, I'm going to go back to 2004 real quick, but like uh, the Dixie Chicks, I mean, even now they had to rename their, or they did it in good conscience of yeah. just calling themselves the Chicks because of the connotation with Dixie. But like, they were blacklisted in oh, the country yeah. music community because of their stance against the Afghanistan war and against Bush. And it's like, it's crazy. And like, I, I, I said it before in the podcast, you probably heard, like I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. And like, yeah, she started out in country. Mm-hmm. If you watch the documentary on Netflix, I highly recommend it. It's really interesting and fascinating. You'll understand why I can appreciate this woman. But like, she went through a whole phase too. Like she, cause she was never political because of, her upbringing like she went mm-hmm. from country to pop and so she brought those country the people that listen to country and like that kind of mentality into her new pop music you know genre now she's just like her last couple albums just seems like indie folk music to me which is right. my favorite genre so she's turned into adult contemporary which is great because i'm an adult so besides the point like she was struggling with like trying to talk about political things because her one of her influences were the Dixie chicks and she was worried that like blacklist her because of the the strength that the Dixie chicks show right 
you know, but of course, you know, she prevailed. And I feel like the Dixie Chicks have like, or now the Chicks like have prevailed in that sense too. And I, you know, I'm you know, like Natalie Maines, who's like one of the singer, you know, one of the Chicks. Like I, I, I think she's great. You know, I, oh I, yeah, I like their stances and stuff like that. You should. And even thinking about like the older dudes, like like the country that I love, like the Willie Nelsons and the Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they stand like. Well, look at Dolly Parton, who's like the the world's greatest living human being. Yeah, nobody doesn't love Dolly Parton. Besides the point, that going <laughs> through that, then like Bill Clinton there. <laughs> uh, the Elmo part was great, but I think for me the favorite, my favorite thing from this that scene. <laughs> It's, they do the funny gag shows with like Elmo, and Bill Clinton, you know, whatever. And then the end with the guys like <laughs> smuggling weapons in from Canada. And Marge's line of like, why do they have to insult? Oh. <laughs> like she's breaking the fourth wall essentially. <laughs> why do you have to yeah. the joke? Holy shit! Did I not laugh at that joke? Oh, that's oh, that could be the best line of the episode. I, it is. I'm just gonna call it now. That's yeah. That's my favorite joke in this episode. Um, and of course, that guy is a reference to uh, a man who was sent to jail for bringing nuclear explosives from Canada. Uh, there's a Millennium bomber who uh, tried to blow up the Space Needle on uh, December 31st, 1999. But yeah, so it's a very dark thing that could have been awful. We then go to the Ronald Reagan Re-Education Center, where the family is forced to watch a cartoon that is reminiscent of the Schoolhouse Rock, and, and it features a talking constitution. The document states that he's over 200 years old and he's doing fine. He then goes to his cousin, Bill O'Wrights, uh, <laughs> who uh, is a piece of paper who was drunkenly chugging moonshine from a triple X bottle, bottle or a jug. Uh, Bill O'Wrights then asks, what did I do? Before vomiting up little pieces of paper, much to Bart and Lisa and my delight. Uh, Marge questions her daughter's laughter when a stranger offers some help. Because Steve doesn't like people eating paper. He thinks it's gross. And it makes me want to vomit. Yeah. And uh, Bill O'Reilly. I love it because it's there's our Bill O'Reilly reference, right? Yeah. All right. Here's our clip. Lisa, that's not funny. You believe in the Bill of Rights. <laughs> I don't know whether it's the lack of sleep, the sodium pentothal, or that it's the only cartoon I've seen in two months. But this is what I believe in now. Homer, we've got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, next commercial. I know a way out. Who are you? I'm the last registered Democrat. Tax and spend, tax and spend. (laughs) Now, if you want to escape, you can do it during the prison talent show tomorrow night. I don't want to be in any stupid talent show. Not without my Tennessee walking horses. Well, you got no choice. It's the only way you'll achieve your goal. Goal! <laughs> sweet, sweet goal! <laughs> oh, the last surviving Democrat. <laughs> How great is that? Uh, I love everything about that character. Hey, they could also make fun of Democrats, too. That's what Simpsons, Simpsons is great. Yeah. Let's go to that talent show, Steve. Alrighty. We got uh, Bill Clinton there sticking 100 cigarettes in his mouth and then remove them, remove them to reel that uh, they're just all strung together. Uh, Craig, hmm. there were only 48 cigarettes in his mouth, not 100. Did you count that? No, I found it on the internet. Well, it deserves this. Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Maybe it was a political statement that uh, only 48 out of the 50 states count, Steve. Take that, Iowa and Wisconsin. I was going to say Washington and Oregon. Then we could just be our own country called Oregon. Craveopia. Ooh. Yeah, we're the we're the leaders of the planet, the planet <laughs> of this cool place to live. Yeah. Except now it's going to be like the hottest place in the country because of global warming. And there's still a lot of white supremacists in the surrounding areas. <laughs> it's two cities, Seattle and Portland, and the rest is all white supremacists. <laughs> 
Hey, Bill Clinton there. Uh, uh, he uh, he pleads with the audience to select him for best in show. While the old gold miner Democrat informs the Simpsons family that they'll be on after all Franken, which I think is uh, the Simpsons <laughs> did it. Yeah. <laughs> predicted uh, Al Franken's demise. When I say demise, is a, he's not demised. Uh, he's uh, job demised. Uh, yeah. Professionally he, demised. He made a decision that he shouldn't have done but he's doing it because he was pressured to yeah because democrats fold yep he wanted to do the right thing but maybe the right thing is no he's the right so that yeah the simpsons that they'll be on after al franken so then the guards will have uh, used up most of their bullets (laughs) he then tells them to make a break for it and and at the end of their act so the simpsons all decked out in patriotic suits and even little maggie there dressed as a lady liberty take to the stage Now, people have accused this family of not loving our country. But you can't spell USA without us, eh? stars and 13 stripes. Okay, kids, show off your pipes. Americans are brave and loyal. So come on, jerks, give us your oil. My card here says ACLU. Now look what I'm going to do. Um, Steve, if I was ever a stripper, I think my name would be Amber Waves. Oh, that's really good. That has to be like in a nice, like uh, patriotic, like area. Ladies and gentlemen, next up on the stage, we got Amber Waves. And she'd have like purple hair because to represent, represent the purple mountains. Oh, wait, no, yeah. maybe her boobs would be painted purple. Yeah, those, those purple mountains, man, majesty. Oh, man, this is good. Steve, let's get a sex change and become strippers. We can spread our seed ascending seed. <laughs> See, what's your stripper name? Um, hmm. But it has to be patriotic. We're patriotic oh, strippers. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. You could do like a Betsy Ross thing with a flag, maybe. That's true. I guess that's, I was going to say Rosie the Riveter, but that's not really patriotic. I just thought I'd make more money if I had a sex toy on stage. Oh, Steve. So at the show, uh, Lisa burns up her ACLU card, American Civil Liberties Union, while Bart heads down the uh, stairs below the stage. Marge calls for an encore, and they dance off stage to freedom. And then a guard dramatically jumps on stage to announce, they've escaped, uh, which I thought was fun. Uh, and it's kind of a reference to uh, Sound of Music, where they escape too. The Von Trapps family. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, let's go to an underground cave where Homer is asking for his family to be a little tighter in their next musical performance, which is funny. Uh, they get out of the cave to find that the prison is actually an island, Steve. It's that old famous uh, island um, prison island made famous in that movie with uh nicholas cage and uh james bond called alcatraz wait actually alcatraz was the movie with uh christopher christopher (laughs) clint eastwood christopher clint eastwood christopher eastwood doesn't have the same belt um yeah so alcatraz Steve, Alcatraz hasn't been to prison since, uh, I don't know, what year? I'd say uh, 1966. Have you been to San Francisco? I have. Did you ever do the Alcatraz tour? 
I did not. I think that's, I haven't been to San Francisco. I would like to go, but I think that's actually one of the tours I'd like to do. I know it's probably, yeah, again, it's touristy because, yeah, of course. Right. It's probably Alca- the most touristy, but Alcatraz just fascinates me so much. I mean, again, I, maybe it's because a kid growing up, like watching the movie The Rock and also. Or so I married an axe murderer. Right. Um, and also I was, the Clint Eastwood movie Alcatraz. I, I've watched like documentaries about Alcatraz. I, it just fascinates me. I don't know. It's a very interesting place. Because you think about it too, like it's the most ideal prison, like just make a prison on the island, right? Mm-hmm. It's like even as a kid, I'm like, why don't we just make the prison on the moon? <laughs> Right. Put all the bad people on the moon. Maybe that's the plan. <laughs> I mean, we try to. We try putting Buzz Aldrin up there and keep him staying. But no, he had to yeah. come back. Michael Collins killed all those people. That's why we put him <laughs> in space. <laughs> Maybe it's been a, it's a secret location they've uh, just rebuilt or, you know, like kept up to date because of the horrible, horrible Americans. Right. That's right. All right. Well, let's go back to the Simpsons. Let's let's finish up this episode. Steve, come on. All righty. So uh, Marja. Hour eight. <laughs> Oh, wow. Marge asks if uh, everyone remembers their swimming lessons and everyone but Bart says yes. All the same, they jump into the water and attempt to swim for freedom. So we get a guard there aiming a shotgun, but it's stopped by another guard who knows that the uh, walrus ahead will stop them. <laughs> First guard points out that the walrus, walrus is actually Homer and he's eating the seal. That was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the family debates uh, which direction they should swim towards and Lisa suggests uh, San Francisco, but Homer isn't made of money. <laughs> Uh, so uh, he opts to go to the less glamorous Oakland. Uh, when Marge uh, sees a ship, Homer feels it's all hopeless as they all will get caught again. But then he doesn't want to end up like Elmo hanging himself in prison. So dark. I like the uh, no escape. I laughed at the Oakland Fran- San Francisco joke. Yeah. It's, it's weird fun. because, yeah, I mean, they're right across from each other, but one is for rich people and one is for poor people. It is, yeah. Uh, San Francisco is a lovely city, but it's impossible to live there. And isn't, like, the temperature always, like, 66 degrees every, yeah. like, all year round? Mm-hmm. It's pleasant. Yeah. And it's weird, too, because I, I know, like, the arch- the architecture in San Francisco is a little weird because from the outside of, like, of a, like a house, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like maybe... They were kind of small and it looks like only maybe like three to maybe four family could live there. But like you could get a lot of people to live in one of those houses and like you could convert your basement or garage or even add it into like a whole apartment and have a music studio. Like you'll see like the kitchen can go up to like to the bedrooms, but then also the living room does. And like you don't understand how it works, but it does. I know you have a family of three girls, three grown men. One of those men is also married and has twins. Right. And yeah, they live comfortably, each having their own bedroom, except for the girls who have to always share a bedroom for some reason. (laughs) Right. And then, (laughs) I mean, and it's weird because they have all this space for like, I mean, you could have all this space, but for like a year, you just have like your best friend hanging out like an alcove. Yeah. Even though you have like an attic that never gets used until nine years into this. So, I mean, to the living situation. Yeah, I guess you could truly say it was a full house. Anyway, so we turn out that it turns out that ship there is a French ship and they hate America, too. Um, so the smoking freshman invites him to his home nation where they can all hate the country that saved France twice from the Germans. And Marge is excited by this possibility. I've always wanted to go to France. Your women don't age, like Catherine Deneuve. Uh, you wait till you see her up close, then you tell me. Maman, please pass the baguette. The food is so delicious here. And these Chanel suits are five for a dollar. I'm using a jacket as a napkin. 
And here, no one calls me a fat jerk. I'm a gourmand. And yet, I miss America. I miss America, too. The United States has its grandeur and its follies, but mostly it's the place where all our stuff is. Mm, I wish we could go back, but I don't think we're welcome there. No, March. There's one group that's always welcome in America. Immigrants without IDs. I like how Marge and Lisa say, I miss America, but it feels like they're saying, I'm Miss America, the pageant. <laughs> no, I miss America. <laughs> I feel like there was a missed opportunity with uh, when Marge saying, like, I always want to go to France and like Bart, like having a line, like, going, meh. Yeah, that's that's a really yeah. good point because he went to France. That was it. That's all. Yeah, I like that. So the uh, Simpsons then ride aboard a ship to Ellis Island where they will start the first chapter of their brand new lives in America. Their name is then shortened to The Simps, which will be sure to save some time. And Homer has a plan. He'll start as a cop. Then with time, become a dirty cop. And as Neil Diamond chimes in about coming to America, he loves that Eddie Murphy movie. The Statue of Liberty stands proudly. Credits roll. And that's our episode. Yeah, Homer. You didn't have to say dirty cop. We understood. Just say yeah, cop. it's all the same. This should have been the season finale. It's close. So there's one more episode for this season than there was. This could have been like, uh, <laughs> they could have like th- this could have been the season finale because then they could have like done like some really weird thing for the next season. Like they're in like St. Louis and called The Sims. The mm-hmm. Sims. And then like the first episode is just called The Sims. And then it ends with them having to go back to Springfield. I don't know. They don't do anything like that crazy. But it would be a little fun Yeah, like actually like a, a, a cliffhanger that no one knew about. Right, like if this were the season finale, they could right. like have like a little five-minute stinger in the beginning of the next season's episode, like previously on The Simpsons. Yeah. And then they just do a quick, like three-minute, three-to-five-minute thing. And they create the term The Simps before we started saying Simps, right? Yeah, and I still don't know what that means. Uh, I, I still think it's Simpsons fans, but oh well. Right. Then I'm a Simp. We'll have to like download TikTok to figure it out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the only TikTok I like is Kesha's TikTok. We've said it before. <laughs> which, uh, we have another episode yet where Lisa sings tiktok oh yeah she doesn't really sing it but you know what I'm all right steve uh we have talked too much in fact um we've talked so much that i need to take a break me too let's uh take that break we'll download tiktok and then we'll come back and we'll finish our discussion of bart mangled banner we'll be right back everywhere around the world they come to america Every time that flag's unfurled, they come into America. And we're back, Steve. That was a nice break. We talked, uh, I think, about uh, eight hours, but let's just try to make this uh, nice and short and sweet. Uh, Steve, I forgot my joke already. You're going to make your finish or the end nice and tight and sweet? If you say so. No, right. <laughs> All right, so let's do our uh, usual. Uh, well, we want shirts or tattoos, favorite jokes, MVJs, and uh, just our uh, thoughts all around. How about that, Steve? Let's start all with right. um, uh, what do you want branded? Um, I think I'm just going to keep it simple. I want the uh, Death Pricks t-shirt. <laughs> so just the uh, the pamphlet uh, that says Death Pricks, um, a parent's guide to shots gone wrong as a t-shirt. That's it. I would have thought you wanted a tattoo of uh, the American flag and Bart mooning it. I mean, that's pretty nice. Or maybe even just the Dole Kemp 96 flag <laughs> that Lenny had. Remember like years ago, I said that I wanted to get all old political 
dull camp bumper stickers, but like old political, like the people that lost. Yeah. Like bumper like stickers. Dukakis. Like Dukakis. But it doesn't matter what political party they were. Just have the loser, yeah. the loser stickers. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. I'm going to do something a little different. I think we're going to do, I'm going to invent the trading card. Yes. I'm Ooh. inventing the trading card. The Simpsons have never made trading cards, Steve. Yes, they have. Yeah. Um, so when um, maybe not, it's not that high concept, but it's when Skinner, it, when Marge is like in Skinner's office and trying to tell Skinner that he is deaf and, and Skinner's like, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's pulled these pranks before. So he throws down the blind one, the wheelchair one, the pregnant one. I want uh, those images <laughs> to be trading cards and on the back. It has like the stats like pregnant Bart. And then like what episode it appeared in, even though it didn't appear in an episode, but maybe it appeared right. in, like, co- in a comic book. Yeah, I like this idea a lot. So it's uh, the mini the mini pranks of Bart trading card set. Oh yeah, I mean there you can go so many places like the April Fool's prank with the beer. Right, you can Have, like do other pranks yep. that he's done too. There you go. So it's it, I mean yeah, it's a, it's just a concept. It's the mini pranks of Bart. There you go. I love it. All right, Steve. I would also uh, take an yeah. issue of uh, sorry. I would also take an issue of uh, temporary deaf temporarily deaf weekly. Yeah, I'd like the graphic novel of that. Yeah. All right. So uh, how about laugh, laughs, joke, jokes? There's uh, I'm gonna say there's so many damn jokes in this episode. Yeah. And it's funny because I think it this episode might appeal to our sensibility. Uh, mm-hmm. Just um, the way, especially now how we how we're looking at America. We're talking about the same issues 20 yeah, years ago changed. and 40 years ago. Like even before we were born, people were talking about the same shit jokes though, man. Oof. I mean, Homer mumbling to himself when he's at Moe's like that, he had uh, adult relations with Marge as a different voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. But Marge, Marge in this yeah. episode, she's the MVH most valuable hero mm-hmm. of the sandwich, the like the superheroes. Yeah. Because the one sandwich was pretty gross looking. She's she's the audience in this episode, right? Yeah, she's just she makes a lot of sense, man. Um, and I think her line too at the end with uh, I don't know why they put the real ones in with the joke ones <laughs> when they're in the prison. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny because it's just like that whole string of like silly jokes in the prison, and then the actual serious one. That was so good. I, I'm saying Marge is my MBJ. Homer's a close second because he actually does have the joke jokes, but I think Marge wins it for me. Oh, you know what we never talked about too. Hmm. In the end, when they're in France, she's wearing the Chanel suit. Oh, yeah, that was great. Oh, man. Okay. I, uh, uh, tell me agree. more jokes that. I mean, Marge is an MBJ. I but, think my runner up. I forget that Homer quote, too, when like kids do love trains and there's like that image of Bart with a railroad spike through his head. Yeah. That. And then, of course, Homer doing the, the joke. Right. The uh, donkey basketball. Now I've heard anything, unlike Bart. Yeah. I forgot. The, you're going to tell me more that I forget, but here we go. What I mean, those are two uh, great examples, and I think that Marge is also my MBJ for those reasons. But my runner-up is actually the last registered Democrat, uh, yeah, who might also be Cookie, not Cookie Kwan, but the other Cookie uh, who's been in the show before, <laughs> or just you know your my your typical gold miner, forty nine er character. Um, but just his like goal um, that is his classic like Conan John Schwarzwolder old timey humor that I love, and just adapting that that trope of a figure that's been in the simpsons and always laughed kind of in the same realm as hobos oh hobo skeleton too it didn't have to be hobo skeleton but i loved it that's another reason why marge (sighs) is so great yep but the hobo character or the the minor character he was just so much fun and yeah uh, this is just a loaded with laughs and uh you know last week i talked about a pizza that was over toppinged 
and right. didn't it's work. It's a because... great analogy. I love that analogy. It's my favorite analogy you've ever made or any humans made. Well, thank you. Um, and uh, I don't know that I have such a good analogy this week, but I'll say that this one has the right amount of toppings on it. It's full <laughs> of jokes. It works on so many levels. And it's just, uh, I'm just going to get into it. With our rose-colored glasses, I think that this episode is both fun and depressing because, like you say, we are still dealing with all of these issues. But I think this episode tackles it really well. And, you know, it does kind of, you know, look at both sides and talks about, you know, the weak-willed Democrats who don't get anything done and the Republicans. And it's funny because I was doing research for this episode and I was reading some reviews and so many of them are other people don't understand this episode because they think it's a patriotic episode, but it's really like people were confused because they think that other people thought that this was a very pro-America episode because uh, there's, you know, some people in Uncle Sam suits, but in its reality, it's very harsh and honest takedown of the political structure of 2004 and, you know, of the 21st century in general. And I think it's a really well-written kind of uh, smart episode that, you know, there's some things that didn't age well. I didn't like the people in the burkas shooting guns. Yeah. Right. But I think that all in all, the, the jokes were funny. The commentary was very like blatant and understandable. And uh, I think it was great. And, you know, it's funny how there's like all this talk about shots in there too. And, you know, the world that we live in, the Simpsons kind of predicted that too. Oh yeah. The beginning part with the vaccines, like, holy shit, what, what year are we talking about? But, oh man. Yeah. This is, you know, we make the joke of like, we're not a political podcast, but if, if you watch the Simpsons, they're very political at times. <laughs> so <laughs> we can get away with talking about politics in a way of that we side usually with what they're trying to say, but the Simpsons always has done a good job of trying to see both sides really. Yeah. And they make fun of Democrats. They make fun of Republicans. And so do we, I mean, well, what do we like to think we are, Steve? I think that I am very, uh, personally a very liberal like i sh i would prefer to be like one of those norwegians who spends uh half their paycheck on taxes and then doesn't That's worry true. about anything i mean and i've said before like i'm a gun-owning liberal so there you go but do i yeah. think that people are going to come around and take my guns and bible i mean you can take my bible i don't care about that but right. <laughs> don't take my guns they're not that's never gonna happen guys uh not a political podcast but i think that you know the problem with the two-party system as we know it <laughs> Is that, you know, we have <laughs> idols and we have, you know, we I, we have this weird identity where you're either Democrat or Republican, blue or red. And Coke you can't. Pepsi. Yeah, right. And you, you, you're not allowed to like a little from column A, a little from column B. That's right. what I am, right? I'm a registered Democrat just because I like to vote in primaries and it's the most viable party for me to be in where I can actually vote and accomplish something. Right. But I don't believe in the Democratic Party any more than I believe in the Republican Party because exactly. I think they're both horribly flawed and I am, you know, a little that, left of all that. But that's what's great about being an American because you can be. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. This episode just kind of like makes you want to like just like hear both sides essentially. I, I can't believe we're talking about like this episode making this so serious. So I think The Simpsons does a great job of like tackling issues in like quick three second jokes but then making you think sometimes right this and especially for us in the stupid podcast we do like we want to try to analyze a stupid cartoon mm -hmm. into a way that uh, like if we're reading a uh, tolstoy or you know right <laughs> but i guess the truth the truth really is we're 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 reviewing harvard graduates works of art yeah <laughs> But that being said, like, I really enjoy this episode. It's 
it, you know, we talked about last week when it came up and like, uh, do you remember this episode? I'm like, I don't remember it at all. And then watching it, like, I think probably when this came out in 2004, I probably thought it was too political and I would have hated it. Yeah. I think in the time being that we're out at now is it's a nice refresh because the so much stress that you get just reading like Twitter or anything in the news, which in Twitter is a bad place to get your news because it's going to be biased mm-hmm. to whoever you follow. Right. And I think this is just a nice refresher to like America's always been this way. We've always just been arguing with each other and it's not going to change. True. And is that okay? No, but as long as we just keep the conversation going and that's all I hope for. That's beautiful. Just to have a conversation going, you know, when we're not trying to create a fascist society, trying to hate each other once again, like, you know, brother against brother, civil war style, which almost happened, which could still happen. Mm-hmm. And I think even the time with, with this era with Bush, it was still more civil. Yeah. And we didn't have a commander in chief who took uh, late night talk shows, sketch shows so seriously that they wanted them to be off the air and to have everyone arrested. Right. Like uh, Clinton even had a joke in here about being locked up for hating a tax cut. Yeah. And that's then the, the joke in there is that politics at the time were so mundane and boring that that would be controversial. But now it's so much more, uh, you know, duality and like fighting against the other side. And yeah. Right. And I think that you're right. I think if we just talk about it, be civil. And also making your identity a political beliefs and identity to yourself yeah. is gross. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you have, you know, a Trump flag or Trump stick. I've always not even Trump, but even any political putting any political message on your car or in yourself it's just gross yeah and it's why would you do that you know one of the reasons this is gonna uh, one of the reasons (laughs) that i don't don't like religion is because if you assign yourself to one faith you're dismissing all other faiths right and you know you can say that you're not but you are and I think that's gross and weird to say that this person's beliefs are wrong because a thousand years ago, somebody wrote a book that is something else. Right. And in a way, that's kind of what politics are, too. Like, if you're a Bernie bro, like, I believe in the things that Bernie believes in and I would but vote for him. People that love him just. Uh, it's just like Rick and like, Morty. It's gross. It's like, calm down, bro. Right. <laughs> exactly. Then anytime you voice a thought that is like maybe Elizabeth Warren isn't so bad or, you know, maybe Biden is doing an okay job or isn't. People come down on your necks. Bart, are you coming? <laughs> yummy, yummy. Shout down at your necks, not come down your necks. I prefer to come down my necks and preferring the sh- shout out. Shout <laughs> they will attack you online for, uh, you know, for having a slightly different view when you're basically just saying the same thing. Right. So everybody just calm down. Watch The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, you know, they mentioned 1776. I was going to say that as my review as well. <laughs> That's fine. I'm giving this one a, a 1775. All right. One year before 1776. All righty. Uh, I'll say I'm going to we're in the uh, uh, the docking club since we can't be a handholding club. Uh, well, I agree with you. And I, I'm circumcised and you're not. So we can dock. Oh, boy. This is <laughs> an episode. Sam, quantum leap. You said, oh, boy, you did a leap. <laughs> I was trying to. You know, there's going to be an episode of uh, the reboot quantum leap where like whoever is the new quantum leap dude is going to like leap into leap a in. podcast. <laughs> oh yeah because you know what else you're gonna do 
Yeah, it'll be a cameo. With, I'm assuming uh, there's going to be a Quantum Leap reboot eventually. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not breaking news, guys. There's not a Quantum Leap reboot in the the works, but there will be. Yeah, I could see that for sure. The one property that hasn't been rebooted yet, and it's <laughs> perfect for a reboot. Oh, sorry, Steve. What was your score for The Simpsons? I, I was going to say that we're we're in the same club. I'm going to give it a 1775. It's a very good episode. It's a must watch. You know, it's a nice little. Uh, encapsulation of the time that we lived in then but it also speaks to relevancy to today yep. and i think it's just a great episode 100 recommend this episode i laughed i would watch it again and maybe if you're if you're against the politics i understand why it might turn you off but it makes fun of both sides like the simpsons always do so um there we go i really enjoyed watching this episode i think you probably could tell by the uh the maybe the dialogue we were having the show talk um i'm sad that we're actually into this episode this was a fun one steve i rarely ever talk about how much i enjoyed this one but um but enjoying talking with you this was oh yeah we could have talked we could have talked for like hours on this episode what a gem uh john frank uh steve tweet at john frank and tell him that we love him for this episode all right i will i'll do that thank you but uh let's find out what we're watching next week how about that that sounds great and to do that we're gonna need that good old wheel of random let's give it a spin to see what season we are in we have season 25 season 25 all right let's give it another spin to see which episode we're watching episode 15 season 25 episode 15 why that's the uh war of art what happens craig well marge and homer buy a painting at the old van houten's yard sale but uh they find out that uh, they're at odds with the other couple because the painting turns out to be worth a lot of moolah that means money steve oh a lot of dough <laughs> oh dough oh that's better a lot <laughs> of annoyed grunt cha-ching <laughs> Anyways, uh, Stephen originally aired March 23rd, 2014, written by Rob Lezebnik. We know him. Oh, yes. Directed Good old Lezebnik. Directed by uh, Stephen D. Moore, another great director. Steve, remember this episode at all? Not even a little bit. You correct? Nope. nope. It's season 25. I know I've watched it, but probably only once. So uh, yeah. maybe it'll be as great as a Bart Mangled Banner. Perhaps. Well, it doesn't say anything about politics in it, so we're going to hate it because we're oh, a political podcast. We're so political. <laughs> Go green. Hey, instead of doing that, well, no, go green. That's good for the yeah. environment. Um, but also uh, ruin the environment by uh, going on the internet. It's and, true. Uh, email us at, uh, no, wait. Oh, that's your thing. No. You know yeah, what? We are, we're not going to get through it. Email us at 138simpsons at gmail.com. Or you can um, go to uh, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast and write a review. But it doesn't have to be a review. No, you can just write down your favorite political party or whatever message you want to us. Just leave us five stars or the equivalent. And uh, what else can they do, Steve? Oh, uh, well, they can go to the socials. You know, your awful Facebook, your awful Instagram and your wonderful Twitter. No, they're all bad. And uh, talk to us at 138 Simpsons or you can go to TeePublic. We got a store there. We still got some designs for the moment. And so you can go to user slash annoyed grunt boy at tpublic.com and uh, buy a shirt or a mug or a uh, sticker. Political bumper sticker. Political bumper sticker. Yes. Yeah, this is why we uh, we switched it up. That's weird. Okay. Um, for this <laughs> week, I've been uh, 
red annoyed grunt boy craig and i've been a blue annoyed grunt boy steve and remember keep reaching for those voting polls and i don't want your colorful balls that hobo skeleton is not a toy